0: Joanna, could you come here a minute,
1: please? Yeah. I'm sorry I was late. I was uh, I was having lunch, and
0: I. Um, we need to talk come. about your flare.
2: Really? I, I have 15 pieces on. I. I, will, I will
0: well. Okay. 15 is the minimum. Okay. Oh, okay. Now you know it's up to you whether or not you want to just do the bare minimum, or uh, well, like Brian, for example, has 37 pieces of flare on today. Okay a terrific smile.
2: Okay, so you, b- you want me to wear more?
0: Look, Joanna.
2: Yeah.
0: People can get a cheeseburger anywhere, okay? They come to Chotchkeys for the atmosphere and the attitude. Okay, that's what the flair is about. It's about fun. Yeah.
2: Okay, so more then, yeah?
0: <laughs> Look, we want you to express yourself, okay? Now, if you feel that the bare minimum is enough, then... Okay, but... Some people choose to wear more, and we encourage that, okay? You do want to express yourself, don't you?
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, great, great.
2: That's all I have. Okay.
3: Why, hello, it is two minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five, and this the month of March in the year of our Lord 2009. Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO. This, my friends, me amigos, me compadres, my fellow travelers on the road of comedy. This is the Rick Emerson Radio program. Thank you for coming along. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. If you would like to join us today on this Monday, 503 503- it is Monday and welcome to day 12 thank you for joining us today it's 503-733-2970 the comments questions clarifications whatever it is you might have as we begin another week 503-733-2970 Richie Bristol is standing by ready willing and able to pass along your observations about the interesting the groundbreaking the tedious the absurd the mundane the pointless the offensive the irritating the just plain pedantic uh, it's 503-733-2970. We begin another exciting installment of the Rick Emerson Radio Program. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at 970.AM. Uh team at night. Damn it. No, they I... took that one away.
2: Damn it all the hell. They gave <laughs> me
3: a new and better one. I'm oh, sorry.
2: You're doing so well for about two oh,
3: minutes. But... out of the gate. So strong. Hey, can you sweeten my microphone ever so slowly? Oh, sure. Thanks so much. All right. Try that again. It's Rick at RickEmerson.com, Sarah with an H at KUFO.com, Tim at KUFO.com, or Richie with a T at KUFO.com. By the way, everybody should know that I spent this weekend repeatedly mailing myself at the KUFO.com just just to make sure that it worked. Just to make sure that they weren't sort of like, uh, you're know, sort of jerking us around. Because, you know, one never knows. One never knows when it's just sort of a test balloon. No, 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 we're, we're big believers. And you get to work one day and... A different lock for a different key. So, in any event, um, so that's how you can uh, get a hold of us today. Coming up in today's program, we'll have, uh, well, first of all, I should say, before we do anything else, we're going to be giving away Tesla tickets. Tesla's going to be coming to town April 5th at the Roseland Theater. Tickets on sale now at All Tickets West Outlets. So, a pair of Tesla tickets today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We'll also be doing the top five, the top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold for The Dentist. There you go. The top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting and hold for the dentist. I'll be coming up today. CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will be joining us from New York City. So apparently there was some sort of... I guess there was some sort of a riot at the America's Next Top Model audition. Yeah, you have to see the video. I put it on RoderickLive.com. It looks like a hill of fire ants.
2: (laughs) And that was in town here?
4: No, it was in New York. Okay. It looks like a hill of fire ants. Fantastic.
3: Fire ants wearing, uh, wearing pumps and culottes. There's like...
4: One cop there. That's
3: great. Apparently, Tyra, uh, Tyra Bank says she's, quote, concerned, "concerned about Saturday's melee at an America's Next Top Model audition in a New York hotel, but says she doesn't know what caused the disturbance. So there you go. By the way, it Perhaps does...
4: being told no. <laughs> Thousands of people being told no. <laughs> is what
3: Your you. ankles are just too fat. Now, I'd like you to get out now before security throws you out. It does say here on the CNN radio prep sheet, by the way, CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will be reporting on the Donnybrook. There you go. A Donnybrook. Also a kerfuffle. Also an imbroglio he'll be reporting on. That's great. It's hard to believe that if you get a bunch of women together in a room who haven't eaten in like six weeks and are probably jacked up out of their brain on artificial stimulants. They're all outside. They never made it inside. That was the problem. (laughs) And then you just spend a bunch of time telling them that their knees are too pointy. And they just get the hell out. It's hard to imagine that will end in violence. That's great. That's the sort of story that makes life worth living, Tim. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, we'll also uh, talk to CNA radio correspondent uh, Lisa Desjardins today. We have a geek watch coming up today, a double snuff watch on the way. We'll talk a bit about Costco. I went to Costco. What today? Today's Monday? So yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I went to Costco yesterday for the first time in probably... Jesus, 12 13 years something like that I haven't been to Costco forever and I was talking to Sarah about it during the break and I don't think she's been to Costco probably since you moved away from home
2: yeah I don't think so last time it was in Bremerton like four years ago Man, maybe
3: I went there yesterday it was really just an unbelievable experience it, it's one of those one of those situations where the more things change the more they don't so there's a whole lot that that has been altered about the Costco experience since the last time I attended but uh, but there are many things that just... They, do
2: they still have all the glorious free samples? Yes,
3: they do, Sarah. All right. <laughs> including pre-made bacon. It's pre-made, pre-cooked bacon. All you have to do is put it in the microwave for like 45, 50 seconds, something like that. There was a woman who was all too happy to just sit there and just hand out... Because the, the thing is, they don't even care. You could just stand there and you could graze like a Holstein at the free sample rack at the Costco. And they, they don't give a rip. They're getting paid the same either way. It's not like they're paying for the bacon. So... In any event, uh, uh, do, you, do you still need help to load one muppet into the car? Yes, you do. And they still sell everything, of course. You know the, the big, the big, massive containers of, you know, seven hundred or whatever. But I, did
2: you buy any massive containers of anything?
3: I did. I in fact brought, uh, I brought home just this huge, unbelievably gigantic box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. <gasps> I That's
2: thought that you I were off the buy. mac and cheese.
3: Yeah, but I figured that I, you know. Look, I I figured that everything in moderation, Sarah.
2: This is true.
3: And granted, shopping at Costco isn't necessarily like the watchword for moderation, but, you know, what are you going to do? I figure as long as I exercise restraint and self-control in the Emerson household, it's okay that I bought a thing of, like, 35 boxes. Anyway, Uh, double snuff watch coming up today, your phone calls, and I have here in my hands the latest edition of the Radio TV interview report. It is... The magazine to read for guests and show ideas. And by the way, you know it's going to be a great issue when, uh, on the front cover, the most high-profile guest they've got is actress Sally Kellerman, who
2: looks like... Should we know who Sally Kellerman is?
3: You won't know who Sally Kellerman is, but Tim will know who Sally Kellerman is. I Sally would've... Kellerman played Hot Lips Houlihan in the movie oh, yeah. M.A.S.H. Yeah. Okay. Not on the television show, but in the movie. She was also in Back to School with Rondi Dangerfield. Also, by the way, she's now become a creature shop uh, invention. So. A creature like if you're like if you're looking to cast dark crystal three at some point said the All right, uh... tim riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this monday
4: well it looks like miss oregon's dad may be deported as a war criminal the power is back on in areas of portland that lost it due to high winds yesterday naked eugene bike riders claim it's an adrenaline rush dick cheney is writing a book party frank wants the squadron aig money back a new york woman is in stable condition after being shot with an arrow and models are squished, as America's next top model audition
3: goes terribly wrong. Excellent. Well, they had one of those auditions, was it this last weekend here, or was it two weekends oh, ago? Oh, yeah,
2: Nick Miles was hosting, I remember.
3: They did, that. yeah, it was the, at Jansen Beach. Yeah. Where, by the way, we should say that, to our knowledge, there was nobody trampled by anybody else. Things go peacefully here at Jansen Beach. Not like in New York. Savages. <laughs> All right. Hello, Sarah Dillon. How are Hello. you today?
2: I'm doing well. I had a jam-packed fun weekend. Went to Seattle and saw Cinematic Titanic with all the uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand original um, people and oh, watched like a, a crappy movie called The Dynamite Brothers and had them do their commentary live on stage. And you know, was that was just like
3: things. a this was like a live performance of Mystery it Science was so Theater. cool!
2: It's like it's like theater for nerds. Like basically every single original character from Mystery Science Theater was there and they played a crappy movie and they all did you know their their dialogue throughout the entire thing. Sort
3: of like it was a running so it was basically it was the running commentary, but it was there in like a. Uh, like a theater or something yeah, it or like, a, yeah, I was in
2: a theater and it was called the, uh, black. Kid, black Cat Theater yeah. or something, or Black King or whatever, yeah, in Seattle. So that was really, really rad. And then woke up yesterday morning to drive back from Seattle, only to find out that it was covered with three inches of snow. Excellent, that that's fantastic.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: And then, oh, and I met Tony Alva this weekend, and he uh-huh. gave me a pair of shoes. I
3: like he throw that in all you know casually, yeah. you know. By the way, I met skating legend Tony Alva. Yeah, you
2: know the one that you know, Lords of Dogtown is based on, yeah. the original z Boy. Right. gave me a pair of shoes,
3: no that's big deal. All
4: right. Was all right. that on the Punk Show last night?
2: It was on the Punk Show, Tim Riley. Really.
3: Right here on Rock 101, KUFO. Beautiful. Speaking of things that happened. On Rock One Hundred One K UFO, over the last few days, we want to thank everybody who came out to Battlestar Galactica on Friday night. That was amazing. There were tons of people. It's a thousand people. It was six hundred people. Couldn't even get in. I mean, which I don't mean that I'm not trying to not trying to run and it in. And they left it in orderly fashion. They really did, Tim. Not like in New York City mm-hmm. where it's all clawing and stabbing and hate. Uh, so Court and Fatboy, of course, are to the afternoon show here, three to seven on Rock One Hundred One K UFO. They do uh, Battlestar showings at the Baghdad Theater, and Friday night, Katie Sackoff, who plays um, Starbuck, was there. And she was sort of the, you know, there was the big marquee event for the night, I mean, although they've been a huge draw anyway. I think that theater seats 350, 400 people, something like that. So they had to cut the line off at one point, and there were still 600 poor souls waiting outside for seats that would never become available, by the way. I mean, God bless you for coming out. It was just, it was just, it was insane. It was, I mean, it was, it was the, the line was actually, you always hear that phrase, the line wrapped around the building, but it's never true. And that's the thing they always say, it's just like a figure of speech, and it was, in fact, true on Friday. Uh, it was unbelievable, and let me just say this, I'm just, because I know Court and Bobby don't want to say this, they don't want to look all creepy, they want to try to be above it, and you know, they want to look like they're professionals or whatever. I have no such delusions about myself and my own nature, so I'm just going to say this. Katie Sackhoff, as hot as she is on television, improbably, she's even hotter in person. How do I know this? Because she walked by me like five times. Not that I sat and sort of obsessively counted every time that she came within, you know, there grabbing was distance
4: star-struck of a star aura about her.
3: I have to tell you, she was so scorchingly attractive. I mean, it's sort of, as Angela Chase would have said on My So-Called Life, it almost hurt to look at her. And especially because she's not a very, you know, she's not a big woman. I mean, you know, because on television, she looks like she could just beat your ass, mm. just knock out your teeth one by one. And so she very convincingly kind of plays that sort of larger than life, very tough, almost kind of masculine character. And you see her in person; she's a, you know she's a small girl, um, but just wow. Well, you it just it hard to uh, hard to fathom. That she's from that she's from St. Helens. I mean, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> um, before we do anything else, we'll get caught up here in just a second. I want to read this one uh, this one opening sentence to you. I don't even know that we'll get to the rest of the story, but this is from MSNBC uh, today. MSNBC dot com. Stateline Lexicon Park, Maryland. Maryland State Police airlifted a 27-year-old woman to Prince George's County Hospital Center early Sunday morning after she was injured in an accident involving a sex toy attached to a
4: barbed wire fence.
3: Saber saw blade, Tim. Oh, good lord. It's the Rick Emerson show on Rock 101 K UFO. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Monday morning. It is Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-733-2970. Still to come this hour, we have CNN Radio correspondent, Steve Kastenbaum in New York City, who's going to be talking about the... Wait a minute. The fracas uh, that happened with America's Next Top Model. Uh, Genius. Later on, we'll have uh, today's top five. Top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold to talk to your dentist. We'll also have a bit of a... I'm not going to say it's a full uh, retraction, but I'm going to have a bit of a a revision on my stance about Costco and the zombie apocalypse. So we'll get to that. I'm just just saying I'm going to augment it ever so slightly. Ladies and gentlemen, please give your undivided attention to your new savior and genuflect at his altar of news. And now, from the CBS Radio Center in downtown Portland, this is the news. That was really wrong. It's good enough. Oh, (laughs) Gee, they're that right was, next to each other. Completely the wrong news sounder. There we go. That's fantastic. In I'm taking that out right now. with Tim Riley.
4: Was it windy where you were? Wind and rainy conditions around the Portland metro area. Blame for power outages. 13,000 without power in some areas of Cedar Hills and the Beave. And Dan's Corner in Gresham. Also in North Plains. Well, how would you like friends like this? Someone gets you in a car crash, leaves you injured in the car and takes off. Very much, Tim. Yeah, i like happened. that a whole lot. O.S.P. looking for the guy, got involved in an accident on Highway 47 over the weekend, and left his injured friend in the car and runs away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> really, what else needs to be said? And, and, the, and the
4: guy who takes up was seen getting into the car, another car that went by probably thumbing, and hasn't been seen since. <laughs> well, the, I mean? the injured friend was life <laughs> to a manual.
3: <laughs> so I may understand this. Yes. There's two guys driving along, mm-hmm. sort of dumb and dumber style. Yes. There's an accident. He wrecks the car. He wrecks the car, but I mean, does he hit another car or does he hit like a post? Uh, let's
4: what see. What is the nature of the he, accident? He entered a curve too fast and ended up uh, rolling the car.
3: And so he was the driver. He rolls the car,
4: gets out in the road, and is last thing, getting into a white car, <laughs> leaving the area, and,
3: and <laughs> leaves the friend dying in the car. And his response is just sort of a general like, "F this, I'm out of here." Absolutely. Pick better friends, uh, uh passenger. I-, I would say that maybe one, one might want to stop and just take a, take a moment or two and perhaps assess the circle of companions that you travel w- within. That would just be my observation here as a pundit, but I mean, you know, what do I know?
4: Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama's asked Have the kids broken anything at the White House yet?
5: They haven't broken anything in the house out there yet. No, no. We've had some guests who've broken some things, but not the kids. <laughs> and they know who they are. <laughs> the guests know the
3: truth. You know what she sounds like right there, Is that Michelle Obama? It is. Can you play that one more time? I can't.
5: They haven't broken mm-hmm. anything in the house out there yet. No, no. We've had some guests who've broken some things, but not the kids. <laughs> and they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> the guests know
3: Okay. How much does Michelle Obama sound like this woman?
2: How's your woodcock doing? Oh, my darling little woodcock. And the other woman who's interviewing her sounds like the darling little woodcock lady.
3: It's like two two, uh, sort of low-grade Kathy Bateses interviewing one another. All right. Wow, that's incredible. What do you mean Steve Kastenbaum has a cop behind him? Richie's telling me on the screen that CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum, quote, has a cop behind him, has to set down. Maybe has a box of donuts in his hand. I don't... That's the sort of cutting-edge humor you can expect from the Rick Emerson radio program here on Rock 101 UFO.
2: Is it illegal in New York to be driving with your cell phone? I don't know, but yes. you know... Uh, yes, they busted oh.
3: 9,000 people so far. Now, but that, is that just a handheld thing? Is I he going to have to set the, the cell phone on his seat and just shout into it? By the way, I was talking to somebody in Vancouver this weekend, and they uh, they were actually... I don't know, I want to identify them on the air, but I was talking to somebody. It was Joni. Uh, this weekend, and she was actually I'm breaking the law right now. I'm talking to you on a cell phone. And she actually had to stop, and she had to put on her Bluetooth thing. And I'm not going to make some other joke about Bluetooth. You never know if they're talking to you or not. What I do know is it sounds like they're talking to you through it like a paper towel tube. I have never heard a Bluetooth head show that doesn't sound like they're... I mean, you could get a clearer broadcast from the sea of tranquility. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson show from New York City, CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir.
6: I knew I was going to regret telling Rick that, you know.
3: <laughs> I don't understand. What is, what is the nature of this, this comment here when it says you have, you have a cop behind you, you have to sit down?
6: I don't know what he meant by that, but I had to put the phone down for a second because I had a cop car behind me and I didn't have my earpiece in. I
3: like I like the idea that it's CNN. You know, it's not. You know, you will actually just flout the rules and make your own law and live on the periphery. It's just that you'll actually put the phone down when the cop is behind you.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it would have been. Uh, I mean, I guess it would have made for good radio if I was getting pulled over while I was doing a report with you.
3: You know, I was talking to what uh, to Jim Roop one time in Los Angeles, and he was on the freeway there reporting for CNN. And he actually he was talking to us in his car on like, God, the four hundred five or something or whatever. And there was a woman who went by him on a motorcycle who had a miniskirt, but the miniskirt was in fact either had been blown up or tucked up underneath, kind of like her belt or her coat. And so, for really, was just driving along in a pair of very revealing pink underwear, and oh, that's he then hilarious. he then paced her in the interest of news uh, for about seventeen miles. So I'm just saying, <laughs> one never knows when the story is going to occur out on the open road, Steve Kastenbaum.
6: I'm sure it was purely for news uh, reasons. Well, that you he know, one 30. one
3: has to you know alert the people as to what's going on in their community. Um, I don't know who came up with the word Donnybrook to describe this thing that happened to the America's Next Top Model thing over the weekend, but I'm hoping it was you because it made me smile.
6: No, I'm sorry, it wasn't me in fact. I only became aware of it yesterday. I wasn't down there uh, Saturday for the melee.
3: <laughs> is it possible that this America's Next Top Model right included a man named Clem Clemson?
6: You know, I don't know. It's possible. I'm looking uh, at I'm, uh, I'm reading i show.
3: <laughs> I'm reading a description of the story here and I'm just scanning through the names and Clem Clemson is one of the names. So, okay. So, please to explain what what happened to this thing?
6: You know, I'm really not sure what happened. Apparently, there was a a big Scuffle or something like that, while uh, this line that wrapped around a building uh, was, was interrupted. Something caused uh, a ruckus on this line, and then women started to not, not necessarily go at it, but, but really got in each other's faces or something. Anyway, there were three arrests uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday in the line. Uh, they actually closed down the auditions, and the producers of the show supposedly snuck out a side entrance while all this was going on.
4: That's fantastic. It does uh, seem... According to the latest rendition, a car pulled up with smoke pouring out of its engine, and somebody yelled, there's a bomb. <laughs> wow. Ah,
6: well, I heard something about a car possibly backfiring or yes. overheating or something like that. So supposedly a car overheated, but um, there may have been like two incidents. Like, first, people got really upset because of this car and, and the smoke or something like that. And then, and then it happened again later. Like people started pushing and shoving, or something like that.
3: It does seem like if you're at an America's Next Top Model uh, audition, that probably you've got—I mean, just the mass of neuroses that are all in one place. I mean, I can't even fathom how many personal issues are probably on display in any such gathering. You know what I mean? That's can well, I can't.
6: I, uh, I can't see there being a lot of weight behind the pushing and shoving. You
3: know, no. I, I, it's like a big it, bag of sticks punching it out.
6: Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, I, I can imagine. You know. A little, you know, a little puff of air, a little breeze, and, and they might get blown over. Right? One you big, know,
3: uh, one big angry bag of antlers is what is what Steve. that is, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five hundred women who weren't touched enough by daddy. You know what well, I mean? Whoever, touched whoever inside.
6: the line for the auditions for, for America's Next Top Model would wind up with, with three women being arrested.
3: I mean, all, all I know is this, that from now on, if they weren't already doing it, they're going to be running uh, the cameras, videotape, audio recording outside, inside, everywhere around the auditions. Because if there's one thing America responds to, it's a bunch of really pasty, pointy women sort of, you know, kind of <laughs> punching each other in the face on camera. That really is the key to rating success in this country.
6: You know, Rick, I looked furiously yesterday for a video online of this, and I couldn't find any. And I, I thought... I thought for sure there'd be some cell phone video.
3: T- Tim Riley wants you to know, by the way, that he does, in fact, have such videos. So, uh,
4: he found uh, it. Yes. Well, go know, to RileyLive.com. It's posted now.
3: It's not oh. like CNN has got a monopoly on the news-gathering expertise in this world, ah, Steve.
6: See, so. already hiring him back has paid off. Yeah, Absolutely. They,
3: you know, I mean, that, CBS, they're no fools. It's a shrewd investment, sir.
6: You know, uh, I, what, I, I'm, I'm guessing he might have looked a little later in the day because I was looking in the morning and I couldn't find any video of it, so it must have gone up uh, after I uh, after I watched. But you know what? I tell you, you got to email me uh, a link to that because I'm dying to see it.
3: And let's be honest, right. you spent most of your energy this morning avoiding law enforcement officials, so I mean, it can be it can be understood. <laughs> All right.
6: Hey, I can I can surf the internet while I'm driving my car, no problem. You are a multitasker.
3: <laughs> be sure to point yep. that to any officers you may see along the way too. All right. Thank you, Steve. All right, take care. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum in New York City. I get the feeling he was just calling from inside somebody's garage where he docked in order to avoid being pulled over, but that's just my assessment. Here's uh, Tim Riley at the news desk.
7: All
4: right. Well, uh, naked Eugene bike riding is an adrenaline rush. That's what it's described as for those who participated. I wonder how good-looking these people were. About 80 cyclists took part in the event build as a demonstration against the country's energy dependence. By taking up their clothes.
3: <laughs> it is Eugene, Tim. You have to sort of judge on a curve there.
4: Oh, jeez. And uh, Joe Biden got himself in hot water, and I am playing the right cut. Apparently, he dropped the F bomb in front of an open microphone. Well done.
7: Hey.
3: Now, that's as good as it gets. So, what is the context for that? Is he. He's talking to somebody in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, but he's not. They weren't actually addressing a crowd or anything. He was just sort of mic'd up, mm-hmm. as they always are. Yes. And then, as they always do, he forgot that he was, in fact, wired. Mm-hmm. Well done, Joe Biden. Remember when we thought that that guy was going to tone down his act and he wasn't going to say stupid things on the microphone anymore once he got elected? Good to see that some tigers cannot change their stripes, Tim.
4: Well, let's do this. A man has been arrested, accused of killing his wife and critically injuring his stepdaughter with an axe. It happened over the weekend in Pierce County, Washington, Apparently, this guy uh, worked in uh, law enforcement at a prison and lost his job and just lost it. So he went crazy with an axe and spray-painted things in in red, like saying, I'm sorry, on the side of his house. It's really
3: scary looking. That's completely creepy. Have yeah. uh, you noticed this, too? Every time there was that guy in the, uh, what's it, the guy in Alabama that tipped over and went crazy. Mm-hmm. And every uh, time that happens, now the first thing out of anybody's mouth is, has he ever been fired from any job anywhere? I mean, that's Anderson Cooper's, like, go-to at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just the default setting is to find a way to sort of tie it into the economy or to the you know the stock market or something. So that is the uh, that is now suspect number one every time somebody goes uh, ever so slightly wacky. I'm still back on this guy that wrecked the car and then just, like, left his friend in the windshield or something. It's and great. There was, I mean, it sounds like the friend is, is not... I mean, the friend's not dead, right? He's at the hospital, but right. it doesn't sound like he's all busted up or whatever. But, I mean... I'm just trying to picture who stops to pick up this guy by the side of the road, seeing there's like a car in flames right there. I mean, if you were driving down the highway, where was this at?
4: uh, North, near Gaston, it says. Not in Gaston, just near Gaston. It could be
3: anywhere. Because Gaston itself is a real bustling place.
4: Gaston is a gas station and (laughs) a video store.
3: (laughs) But this isn't quite as cosmopolitan. This isn't quite the bustling (laughs) metropolis of the gas station and video store part of Gaston. This is more on the outskirts. Um, if you're driving along, quote somewhere near Gaston, which sounds like the beginning to a terrible C.W. McCall song. South on Highway 47. Do you ever drive through here? South
4: of Highway, it looks like a place where UFOs would <laughs> land and just abduct you and take you away, and after. you would never be heard from again.
3: They would release you after spraying you with whiskey to make sure that no one believed your lies and probing um, you endlessly. <laughs> Oh, man. It does. It sounds like some sort of weird, like, Bill Freeze meets Clyde Lewis country song. I was probed just outside of Gaston. Um, anywho. Sounds like a Johnny Cash song. That's, you know, that's exactly what I'm Still saying. from Sun Records. The missing
4: tracks. <laughs> and I you... was probed in Gaston.
3: <laughs> Where did they probe you? Well, in the Gaston. Near, near very... the Gaston area. <laughs> also my anus. Uh, Gaston, by the way, doesn't he, don't you just know in your heart, without even checking it, that Gaston is a place that they name trying to sound French? You know? It's Gaston. It, totally, exactly. There's And you know that there's an accent mark over it if you look at the, uh, the original incorporation papers for that place. And you know there was probably some guy saying, no, 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 it'll be uh, just like that thing, the Riviera, the place. where you got the stuff. Gaston, come on! And, and then that, you stop there at the store and get some authentic <laughs> Gaston beef jerky. I was just going to make the beef jerky <laughs> reference. My backup was going to be Corn Nuts. Well done, Tim Riley. Wow. All right. Any Uh, other questions about the man who
4: left his friend in the
3: car? I'm just saying, if you were driving along, quote, somewhere in a Gaston area, and you saw a car by the side of the road that was turned over, and I'm thinking on fire, with a guy sort of like half in the grill, half on the windshield, and then another guy standing right nearby with his thumb out, saying, Uh, till the next stop? You know, and I mean, can you, can
4: you give me a ride to get my AAA card so I can do something about this?
3: <laughs> I need to go get some turtle wax. I seem to have dinged my automobile. I mean, would you, would you pick up that guy? The answer is no. The answer is you would speed You would go as fast as your car could drive for the next fifty miles till you're away from that guy, because otherwise you're going to end up in a car like C. Thomas Howell, and then Rutger Howard's going to be telling you how and I cut off his head. And then it all goes badly, and then Jennifer Jason leaves between two trucks. So, and nobody wants that. All right. Sarah, where are we at here with the. Uh... All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley is at the news desk. Let's uh, do a snuff watch, a quick one. Here. All right, here's your snuff watch for Monday on the Rick Emerson radio program. <laughs>
4: and activist Ron Silver, who was an Emmy Award winning actor for his role in the hit TV series, The West Wing, yeah. died of cancer over the weekend, 62. That peacefully sleep, surrounded by his family. Silver was with his family in New York City. He was a, a very talented actor,
3: they say, and a champion of free speech and artist rights. Uh, Ron, uh, he was actually pretty great in The West Wing. If you watch, I, for- I forget the name of the character he played but he played a political consultant he was sort of like a James Carville kind of guy his name is Bruno Bruno that's right Uh, and he was in seasons three and four I think and he was the guy his whole deal was he came on to the Bartlett campaign uh, after the admission that the president had MS and blah 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 blah. and it was kind of a notable role for him because I think he was you know he's a pretty staunch conservative in a lot of ways Ron Silver was Uh, and so that he took a role as a Democratic campaign strategist on a very sort of left leaning program. It was considered, you know, sort of an indication of his, you know, his purity and devotion as an actor or whatever. But, and he also had this weird, he, he bore an uncanny resemblance to Gene Simmons at a certain points in his life and kind of had that same, uh, that same sort of vocal inflection as well. So, all right, Ron Silver, ladies and gentlemen.
4: So, uh he also was in uh, Chicago Hope in a comedy entitled Veronica's Closet. Ah, that's
3: right.
2: That's where I know him from, okay.
3: He, he totally has your um he has your kind of sexy dad thing. He has that vibe. You know that vibe that you talk about with certain male actors. He kinda has that, I yes. think. Sort of the uh yeah, kind of dashing older father figure.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him, I totally recognize him. That's a bummer.
3: Yeah. No, he was a, he was a good actor. He was a good looking guy. I mean he was just kinda had that he kinda had that great um sort of you know, had, sort of a certain Authoritarian suaveness to his delivery, so almost like a, uh, kind of like an Alan Arkin thing, uh, you know, but sort of a little bit, a little bit more, more, uh, a little bit more aggressive. All right,
4: Say was that double? No, just a single. All right, there you go. There's your I'm snuff silver. watch
3: for Monday on the Rick Emerson radio program. It's the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101K UFO. Thank you for coming along. It is Monday morning. It's five what? O- I've just got the I d I haven't even seen the footage of the American Next Top uh, America's Nexttop model thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. But this just sounds like it would be the soundtrack to it. Every time I hear anything dancey this morning, I'm just picturing a lot of slow motion sort of <clears throat> uppercut to the jaw. Alright. Uh, it's 503 733 Still to come today? Uh, We will have today's top five. The top five songs you will always hear on hold while waiting to speak to your dentist. That's coming up later on. Also, uh, a geek watch on the way. Uh, We'll talk about Costco as a place to hide during the zombie apocalypse. And we'll ask the magical question, exactly how old is actress Sally Sally Kellerman? Uh, And the answer, I think, is probably never really going to be determined with any kind of specificity. Because I'm looking at the picture of her on the cover of the radio TV interview report, and it's... It's one of those things w- where the gray, the sort of like the the uh, the soft focus gray lens was not enough, and the makeup wasn't enough, and actually shooting her in full on black and white wasn't enough, and shooting her from about fifteen feet away wasn't enough. They had to do all of them. Um, so there you go. So we'll get to that. Now I want to do just a little bit of a recap on the America's Next Top Model story itself because Steve kind of had the broad strokes, mm-hmm. but you apparently have sound on I, this. I have sound. and I have so. So if you go to ratherthelive. dot com, you can look
4: at this. And I'm going to play a little of this uh, background sound here. Now, here are millions of women, all under five seven, probably all under 100 pounds.
3: All right, so this is... The video here this is... This is outside the hotel. This is just a sea of bony humanity. Now, a car was going to come up was smoking. Drop the audio there a little bit. Thank you. So this is... So what, what you're seeing is... Just thousands and thousands of people. I mean, how many people would you think that is? How many women are alive there? And so what happens? A car comes above... There's a a, a car that's smoking. And is it driving by or does it stop? You can see a
4: car smoking. No, it, it stopped. You can see the car smoking next to a police car.
3: And then smoke is just sort of pouring out of the car?
4: You can see it. It's out of the picture a little bit, but you can see
3: the smoke. And right. apparently, somebody said it was a bomb. So, what happens is so there's this long, long sort of snake of women. Yes. That is waiting like outside. 20 feet
2: wide and like, what, thousand feet deep? I <laughs> mean, it's got,
3: it's got to be thousands and thousands of people. And so they're there, and then this car pulls up, and it sort of looks like the bluesmobile. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of just held together with just the, the, the bailing wire and hope. And there seems to be some kind of smoke coming out of the car. And that's all it took. I mean's all these women standing there. And we're all pro- probably just jacked up on just anger and amphetamines anyway. And that's all it takes is the car there. And then would you, they start punching each other. Well, they're trying to move. And some of them are getting trampled, of course. Some of them are pushed
4: up against the building. Wow. It looks like a, a really weird lab experiment. <laughs>
3: it's, like, it's like they're all in line to see the Who, Tim. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all these uh, thin women... Every thin woman in America is here. It's <laughs> just the sound of a bunch of fleshy coat hangers banging into one another. So they're all being pushed away, and apparently there are a few troublemakers. We could probably turn this audio off since it doesn't really seem like it's going anywhere. Somewhere <laughs> in the there end. is somewhere in there is Clem Clemson, who's not even a model. So what? So who is Clem Clemson? Because here's the email I got about this this morning. We're talking about this uh, this America's Next Top Model uh, fracas that happened in New York. It says, Rick, I know that Tim and Steve will be commenting on this hilarious story later, but I'm hoping the story might include descriptors like, quote, bulimia rotted teeth were strewn about the street like so much confetti. (laughs) (laughs) Even if that doesn't happen, he says, this is one of the best stories ever, as it involves a man named Clem Clemson. Mm
4: -hmm. It says, several women passed out after being squished against the wall, but the melee happened when the car pulled up that was smoking, And the women began moving to get away. Several people reportedly yelled, quote, there's a bomb, which sent several scrambling for safety. And uh, let's see, we need the sound here. Here
2: They were running around the corner. Um, People were dropping their chairs, their blankets, um, pushing, cursing. Really crazy pandemonium, actually.
3: I like the idea that somebody just decided to liven things up by shouting bomb for no readily apparent reason. But with all those women you saw, only six, six of them were injured.
4: The cops also arrested three people, including Clem Clemson, for inciting a riot. (laughs) Really? Yes. But I mean, one five foot three hopeful said, "Quote, we had an opportunity that was taken away from us. Thank you, Clem Clemson,
3: but for destroying these women's dreams." I. But who? Well, we can't do it all ourselves, Tim. But who is Clem Clemson? We don't know that yet. I'm That's sure. not a woman, is it? Clem Clemson is almost certainly a man. I would think so. So is Clem Clemson just some creepy guy in a raincoat that was just sort of standing nearby getting his ogle on, or... He may have been with one of the girls. First of all, who names their... I'm, I'm assuming it's a boy, at the, uh, you know. Uh, who names their boy Clem, you mm-hmm. know, when he comes out? No, 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 we shall call him Clem, because our last name is Clemson, and we should, we, we wish to make sure that he leads a fruitful life and is productive.
2: Let's make sure his childhood is as miserable as possible. Seriously, a guy named That's Clem... That's why he
3: started the fight. a fight. A guy named Clem is just... You know what a guy named Clem is? A guy named Clem is the guy who works at the Gaston gas station. He's a guy who sits there just uh, sort of wiping his hands on his overalls and sharpening a drill, waiting for the chance to, you know, to abduct a cheerleader who comes well, by. Well,
2: what was Clem doing there? Well, what is...
3: Manager Clem Clemson
4: collection and want list. Buy rare Clem Clemson and hard-to-find vinyl. Is this all... <laughs> so, you just Google Clem Clemson? Okay. <laughs> and apparently there's another Clem Clemson who was born, David Clemson, in Tamworth, England. An English rock guitarist. That's almost Could certainly the not... Same the same Clem Clemson? <laughs>
3: Clem Clemson, let's just be honest, that sounds like a real banjo twanger. So I don't know how it is that he would be in Manhattan waiting outside the America's Next Top Model gathering. And apparently he's made some videos. Boy, all right. It's not surprising, just as a final observation here, that there were only three injuries. Because, I mean, really, you got to imagine if it's just that. I mean, even if you assume that it's 10,000 women standing in line to get into that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to keep going back to the well for the same, you know, the sort of variations on the same gag here, but... How much damage can one of those women really do to you? First of all, they're minuscule because they're America's next top model, theoretically speaking. They're all trying to get on the show, and plus, I think wasn't the deal this year that you had to be under five seven? Yes. I think you couldn't be over five seven, which means that it's just you know it's just a bunch of little you know little miniature women with bird legs. They're just sort of standing outside. I mean, it really is just like being attacked by a mass of pipe cleaners and popsicle sticks.
4: Right. And let's not think that that was the only crime that happened in New York. A woman has been shot with an arrow.
5: We came from church. We don't understand why something like this would happen. I was in disbelief. I was in the back of the car crying. So, um, it's horrible what happened to her.
3: There's really no context given to this incident. A woman was shot with an arrow. I In New York. Okay. But, I mean, where? Uh, in the chest. In the... Okay. Perhaps I'm not being clear. Was she just walking down the street? Was she just she meandering? She was inside alone? a car outside of a nursing home. <laughs> I don't understand anything that goes on in this world sometimes. It's like we're living in a zoo. All right. And people just can't understand why they're shot with arrows in New York.
5: She's a person that goes to church all the time. She's very spiritual. And she didn't understand because she said, why would somebody shoot me with an arrow?
4: <laughs> Does that make it any
3: clearer? Would what you like to go buy the back to the Gaston store? What answer could you get to that question that would possibly be sufficient?
4: What what answer could Did you be Captain given? Mr. please get on this story and call us back.
3: What we? answer could they give you that wouldn't possibly just lead to more questions? It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. program, it's Rock 101 K UFO. It's Monday morning. Thank you for coming by. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Does it seem like the assembled sea of humanity has already gone a little bonkers, and it's only 6.06. Six yeah. minutes on the right side at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Fifty-four minutes before 7. Look you know, at you. Monday. What a pro. We've got on the one hand, this Gaston guy. See, now even I'm saying it like I'm an idiot Frenchman. This guy, Gaston, was left in his car by his friend who rolled the automobile and then thumbed his way to freedom in like an Econo line that rolled by. We've got the America's Next Top model thing. And I don't know what was going on in my head that I was just saying, you know, you got a few hundred women there. I, I think I was really just not considering the fact that it is, in fact, Manhattan, right. where everybody is crazy and filled with hate. And so they're all standing outside. I mean, I would, I'm would, i guessing conservatively that looks like it was five or 6,000 women and then all somebody has to do is just shout bomb as a car is rolling by and it's just i mean really if you're that guy i'm not advocating this sort of behavior but that really is just cheap entertainment that really is uh that's really just a day's worth of whimsy with just one syllable out of your mouth and then this woman who's sitting in a car outside a nursing home and is somehow shot in the chest with an arrow and asks the reporter why did that just happen there's no answer that's going to be given to that, by the way. Just let's all be on the same page about that. It is the Rick Emerson program coming up inside this hour. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will... Uh, I'm sorry. We'll revisit the news desk. I'm getting past it. Also today, one random on-air caller will win a pair of tickets to see Tesla April 5th at the Roseland Theater. Uh, tickets to see Tesla April 5th at the Roseland Theater. Tickets on sale now at all tickets west outlets. That is coming up inside the program to one random on-air caller. Later on today, the top five songs you will always hear while waiting on hold to speak to your dentist. We'll have a Geek Watch coming up and uh, more. Tim Riley is working on the following stories for you today on Monday.
4: The dungeon rapist pleads guilty to charges. That's a guy in Austria. Miss Oregon's dad may be deported as an alleged war criminal. An unemployed corrections official from Pierce County kills his wife, injures his daughter with an axe over the weekend. Steve Martin will pay for an off-campus production of a play he wrote after LeGrand High School banned its performance in school. Tyra Banks is concerned about that near riot at the, <laughs> at the... Of course, she was safely away. Uh, Barty Frank wants to recover the misused AIG bonuses. And let's see... Uh, oh, a noted music producer is shooting down those rumors of the post-beating Chris Brown-Rihanna song recording session. Is it she Bill says Spectre? it doesn't happen.
3: No. Somebody else. You say music producer and shooting. I just my mind automatically goes there. By the way, they wrapped his defense uh, over the weekend. Uh, the defense on the Phil Spector thing rested, and it doesn't really matter because nobody's actually following that story. I'm just. It, more. I think the Octomom knocked everybody up. <laughs> the Phil Spector is sort of like six feet under as it got into like the fifth season and beyond, where you realize you didn't really need to watch anymore. You could just kind of tune back in for the final twenty minutes of the final episode and just see how everything wraps up. So I kind of quit caring about Phil Spector the first time he got deadlocked or acquitted or whatever the hell it was. And when they said they were bringing him back, I'm like, you know what, I'm uh, not even going to follow it. Somebody will wake me uh, when it goes to the jury. And it looks like, that, uh, looks like that may be now, by the way. So just a couple of brief notes before we do anything else. I should say first and foremost that I went to Costco this weekend for the first time in just forever. I have a couple observations to make about that. One, it seems like we should have technology at this point that is sufficient to make your card photo look like something other than just a collection of black dots that's been sneezed onto a piece of plastic. You know what I'm talking about? Where you the, when was the last time anybody here saw a Costco membership card? Tim? Oh, I don't remember. See, it seems yeah, like he like would belong ago, to Costco. You seem like a guy who would have a Costco membership.
4: I would, but it's just, where I live, it's just constant traffic trying to get in there. Right. I mean, people are willing to wait for hours <laughs>
3: for that green arrow to turn left yes and, yes and they I'm, are I'm just not one of them you know and I should say actually that I went to the Costco off 82nd which is just like concentric layers of hell anyway and at one point Lara and I were actually in Costco and suddenly we realized that, 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 that it was like, I, I think we figured that we hadn't eaten or something it was like oh, we're, you know, we need some lunch actually before because shopping at Costco is just like I mean that's a day I mean that's just a I mean you need a Sherpa to sort of get you into some of the deeper areas of that place Sort of like, you know, screw this. We should just go eat. And, of course, one of the selling points of, of Costco, and Sarah and I were talking about this, is they've got that, to call it a restaurant really is, is not to be accurate about it. It's. Oh, you're talking about the hot dogs? But how would you even describe it? It's sort of like a, it's like you took a garage or something, where the guy would normally be, be changing your tires, and you just got rid of all the automotive equipment and just put in a big thing that does nothing but cook pork all day. And they're just cranking out these hot dogs by the dozen. And so Laura and I were like, you know, we'll go into the Costco place and we'll get ourselves a hot dog. And we, the line, though, was just like back to creation. So we're like, you know, screw this. So we get in the car. We get back into 82nd, which is a big mistake because the power has been knocked out to all the stoplights by that wind that was like 1,000 miles an hour. Yes. So now we're stuck on 82nd, and it's just not even moving. And it's like, it's really like you feel like you're midway through the Captain Tripp's ep- epidemic trying to get through the Lincoln Tunnel. I mean, it was just stopped. And so at a certain point, we finally, I don't know, we fought our way to, you know, some sort of... We got lunch, and then we went back to Costco, by which point, of course, as you were noting, all the spaces are gone. So then we're back in line, just sort of waiting like we're, you know, like we're behind Vito Corleone at Ellis Island trying to get into Costco in the first place. So we get in, we get the shopping cart, and don't get me wrong, I love Costco, I really do. I mean, it is all that is great about this country. I mean, the idea that you can go in and buy something you don't really need... In amounts that you will never use, but for a price that is so low that it's like you can't afford not to get it. I mean, that is what our forefathers came here uh, to establish. That is really what we fight for.
4: And it's like, you're going to spend so much time here, you need to take a break for a hot dog. <laughs> exactly.
3: And and you just look at yourself and you, what is it with 15,000 cocktail straws? How two ninety nine, I can't afford not to buy them. And then you realize that everybody who goes to Costco is, over time, being turned into my grandfather, who was like one of those Depression-era hoarders. I remember when my grandfather died, we cleaned out his house, and it was just like, it's like, why does a 68 year old guy need cases and cases of tampons? There is no answer to that. I mean, that's just, there's just row after row of crazy in that guy's house. But that, you know, you go to Costco and you end up being that guy. And plus, when you walk into Costco, it also doesn't help that the first thing you get is that shopping cart that is like 15 feet across. I mean, it's like you feel positively Lilliputian, you feel like one of the borrowers or something. So we're shoving the shopping cart through the aisles of Costco. And then you find yourself stopping and staring at products that are sort of variations on products that you already know and like. And you you think that they're sort of secret sort of offshoots that they only have at the Costco. Like Like, plenty and good instead of good and plenty. I wasn't even going to do that. See, that's like the Chris Rock, the the two musketeers. My whole thing is it's like dill, dill pickle flavored Pringles. We found an entire row of Pringles, by the way, the flavors that I've never seen anywhere else. Because Aaron Duran was talking about how there is, quote, I'm not making this up, Mexican flavored Pringles. I do believe that is in fact.
2: Are there Oriental flavored Pringles? Too? No, Sarah.
3: I believe. It just sounds wrong. I
2: believe we say they're Asian
3: flavored Pringles oh, okay. now. Okay. But Aaron was like, no, 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 they've got Mexican flavored Pringles, and I said. Well, who doesn't want to try that? So, But they have dill pickle flavored Pringles and then the, quote, blazing buffalo flavored Pringles right next to that. So, of course, buy some of each. Why not? I am an American. So there's that right next to Gator. I mean, it does seem to be kind of a whole trend of food that is sort of oddly named after people. Because right next to that, they've got the Gatorade, which just says Tiger Woods. So, I mean, if you've been longing to drink a sort of punch type beverage that has electrolytes and tastes like a golfer... I mean, it's got I,
2: electrolytes? And
3: and the great taste of Tiger Woods, Sarah. So, so I mean, you've got that there as well. Just two quick uh, notes here. One, I have revised somewhat my idea that Costco is the place to seek refuge during the zombie apocalypse. It's not that it's not a good place to hide from zombies. It is. I stand by my assessment that really, when it comes to staving off an attack by the living dead, Costco really is your... That is your one-stop shopping for uh, continued existence. Because the only doors into or out of that place... They've got those metal sort of push alarm doors. You know, where it's like the big lever you push on and it, it opens the alarm. I mean, like zombies can't open that. And then they've got the loading dock and the main entrance, both of which just have that metal garage door opener thing that comes down. That's not your issue. Your issue is the fact that all of those doors are relatively easy to open if you've got like opposable thumbs and a brain. Plus they've got the skylights, which don't really have bars across them to any demonstrable degree. It's just these sort of little metal plates. Which means that while you can keep zombies out, you will not be able to keep out all the other survivors. And it's gonna be like that Twilight Zone episode where it's like the neighbors are all, you know, fighting over the fallout shelter with a shotgun and a bag of rice. It's all gonna be very unpleasant. So I'm not I, I may have to sort of go back to the drawing board on that. My final question on the Costco front is this speaking of things you can buy in amounts that you will never use, I mean unless you're just I mean unless you're getting ready to run your own spin off of Hill's Kitchen. They were selling these Nestle semi sweet chocolate chips in a thing that was like I was like forty pounds or something. And I'm less interested in that than I am in this question. What does semi-sweet mean? Anyone?
2: I don't know. They've always said that, though.
3: But that, that's exactly my point. That's it's somewhere thing. in the middle. Of intense sweetness and not enough. But why would you want something... Why would you want chocolate chips that are semi-sweet? Because you undecided.
2: But, but that's you not... You don't true. want to be overwhelmed with the sweetness. Tim, if you've mm-hmm.
3: taken a good long look at the size of the people in this country, there's nobody here who's undecided about sweet things. We've all voted yes as a people. Go take a good, long gander on Lloyd Center sometime. Like, maybe right near that Cajun Grill uh, place. Uh-huh. Just look at the land masses in shoes that are sort of rolling around that particular venue. So I take it they don't look like Manhattan models? No, they don't, Tim. But I've, but Sarah pointed it out when she said that we have all grown up with the semi-sweet chocolate chip thing. Mm-hmm. No one's ever bothered to explain that. What the hell does that mean? Is that Does that mean it's like a baker's chocolate? And if so, why wouldn't it just say baker's chocolate?
2: I don't know. I'm baffled. Is that one to grow
4: on?
3: I'm, it's not even Maybe really one to grow on. Somebody... It's, just, it's just one that's kind of it, uh, puzzling me. It's just something that is sort of vexing me this morning. We can ask the next CNN correspondent. I'm sure they'll know. We should uh, should call up Candy Crowley and demand her presence on the, uh, on the program right now. All right. Don't forget one random on-air caller today wins a pair of tickets to see Tesla April 5th at the Roseland Theater. Tickets on sale now at all Tickets West outlets. That is sometime in today's program. Still to come, news with Tim Riley and today's top five. The top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold to speak to your dentist. It's the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101K UFO. It's the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101K UFO. After the break, I was trying to turn off the various clonking and sounds. I was wondering what you were doing. Tim's computer. Well, because we've had this computer in here for like three years and every single morning Tim would be looking for news or he's trying to play a soundbite or something. Clonk. <laughs> exactly. E. <laughs> Windows XP being the flawless operating system that it is. I mean, I guess you could you could at least take cold comfort in the fact that we're not using Vista, but every single time Tim tries to play something it just goes, bump. And there's just that weird, off-putting. It's like Windows noises were really designed. Uh, it, it, you get this sort of Pavlovian response. It's like they are trying to train you not to make mistakes by having the mistake sound be the most irritating thing on earth. Because every time you hit the wrong button, it just gives you kind of a bonk sound, and you know, and you're never expecting it. And that's always the day that you've forgotten to check your computer speakers, or somebody else has used the machine, and just the level has been turned up to just the ear-splitting volume. So you're always startled out of your sort of morning uh, reverie. By the way, this email says about the uh, uh, semi-sweet chocolate chip thing. Semi-sweet chocolate chips are halfway between baker's chocolate and pre-sweetened chocolate, like that in a Hershey bar. Because apparently if you used fully sweetened chocolate chips, the (laughs) cookies would be... I guess you didn't get rid of that one. Uh, See, I just... I thought I just turned all those off. Sarah, did you just hear that? Mm -hmm. The. I just heard a weird sound come out of Tim's machine. I did too. Fantastic. All right. Tim Riley... That's why I don't um, use
4: these things at home.
3: Tim Riley's working on the following stories at the news desk this morning.
4: The dungeon rapist pleads not guilty to murder. Miss Oregon's dad may be deported as an alleged war criminal. The power is back on to areas of Portland that lost it due to those high winds yesterday. Dick Cheney is writing a book. Barney Frank wants the squadron AIG money back. The New York woman is in stable condition after being shot with an arrow. Meanwhile, across town, models are squished. As in America's next top model
3: audition goes terribly wrong. Are they going to redo the audition? I mean, was anybody actually able to get inside, or was this before it had even started? Well, they're all done. Oh, really? Yeah, they saw all the people they intended to see. Oh, I see. So they... So was this a whole bunch of women who it was had a big already been cattle called? Had they already been turned away? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, it, it's
4: what happens when the answer is no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> were they even able to get inside? No. Or were they? Because I, I guess what I'm what I'm asking is. Okay, see, let's say you've got 10,000 women who show up for this. No restroom facilities. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And there's either probably uh, you can't duck out a line because there's nobody going to hold your place in that line. It's like being in Times Square, I would imagine, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but in Times Square, it seems like they might have some... You know, like if there's a guy standing there and you say, Hey, i got to duck out and use the can. Do you let me back in? And you say, Sure, no problem, friend. It's I, I, New I, Year's. Why I mean, not? They must have known more than 75 people who are going to show up for this. <laughs> I mean, but if you... I mean, if you have to leave the line at some point to do something, whether it's to go relieve yourself or to perhaps uh, find a bottle of water for $7... Please hold my place in line. (laughs) Sure, I'll do that, toots. And then you come back and they try to stab you in the eyes with a brooch. Um, Shoot you in the neck with an arrow. So so there's 10,000 women who show up for this. These women who were sort of turned away, as you're putting it, is that because they just cut off the line yes. at a certain point. So it's not that like they got inside and they were told, like, no, you're hideous. Please go away now. Like, we're all done. No. So they just showed up. This is sort of like the people who showed up to the Battlestar Galactica thing on Friday, just sort of hoping that there would be a spare sea, which there wasn't, and that they would be able to get in to see Katie Sackhoff, which they probably didn't. So excellent. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have more updates on that as the story continues to unfold. And you know, there's going to be more close-up footage, by the way, mm-hmm. because all we got now is that one Skycam 10 shot or something from Manhattan, where it's just, I mean, it's like that scene midway through I Am Legend where they're getting ready to <laughs> blow up the Brooklyn Bridge or something. It really does give you just the tiniest little bit of an insight into what it's going to look like when the apocalypse does come. It
2: I does give me a whole like Cloverfield feel. Exactly. Except for a lot more sludgy.
3: Yes. Hey, so guess what? I hold in my hands right here. It's this month's edition of Radio TV Interview Reports. That sounds good. Tim, it is the magazine to read for guests and show ideas for your radio program. So here's what I've got. I've got the Radio TV Interview Report, and then in this hand, I've got the list of dream guests that you and Sarah and myself uh, came up with, I don't know, probably a year, year and a half ago. And this was, we each came up with three guests. Mm -hmm. And the deal is that we were offering like a bounty to, I believe, Scotty Jay at that point, and now Richie Bristol. It was about the, like, whatever it is they want to drink, if they were able to get anybody on this list. So, are we going to do this on the other side, sir? Are we going to do it here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, on the other side, we will revisit the list of dream guests that we created for this program, and we'll find out who, I mean, in addition to the gelfling like Sally Kellerman is being offered to us uh, as a guest this month. Plus, Tim Riley's news and the top five coming up later on the top five songs you are guaranteed to hear on hold while waiting on the phone to speak with your dentist. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 K UFO. It is the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101 1K UFO. There's a truck blocking a train? Yes. Well, is it actually, is there a train? Is there actually a train there, or is it just on the tracks?
4: It is on the tracks, but the train is eventually going to show up in Scapoose. Because the townspeople are waiting <laughs> for their supplies.
3: <laughs> They're waiting for their dry goods, Tim. All the things they ordered by catalog <laughs> from from Gaston. I got me a shipment from the Sears Roebuck coming today. Big shipment of chicken wire coming through <laughs> scapoose. And morphine. And barbed wire. <laughs> Did you ever look at a Sears robot catalog from like 1925? Uh, you could just buy like a big like heroin kit in there, which is fantastic, by the way. A heroin kit? Heroin
2: it, kits are fantastic.
3: It wasn't. Uh, it, well, I'm just saying. Then Sarah was a simpler time. It wasn't. Uh, they, it wasn't actually heroin. It was morphine, which is the same thing, because heroin becomes more. So I'm told. Uh, heroin becomes morphine when you when you inject it. You metabolize it. It becomes morphine. If you were to look at a Sears robot catalog from I don't know about 80 years ago. Because they just sold it cure for everything, which doesn't... I mean, it was the wonder drug that worked wonders, I think. Um, y- you could just buy, like, a little satchel, a little zip-up valise, and in there was, like, I don't know, I guess a tube of some kind for you to, like, tie off. But it was just a syringe and a series of vials, and they would sell you a small amount of morphine. Because the idea was, you know, well, what's wrong with you? I don't know, I got this bum leg. Have some morphine. What's wrong with you? I got these uh, spells I get. Well, have some morphine. What about Oh, my child won't be quiet. Have some morphine sounds like this miracle elixir it really was uh, there's really nothing that morphine can 't cure, or so I am told, and right next to that was the tapeworms that they would sell for today 's uh, fashionable upper crust lady to remain thin so I'm just saying if that seems to be an issue uh, th- there was really nothing that they uh, there was really nothing they couldn 't cure Tim anywho so i've got here in my hand speaking of catalogs the radio TV interview report from March two thousand and nine and so the radio TV interview report is this magazine that just sort of I don't even know that anybody actually uses it, but well, it leaves on. It's
2: been on, on forever, right? You know
3: what you should do? Next time you go to the dentist's office, just leave it there, <laughs> just right there. Next else to everyone red highlights and U.S. News and World Report, <laughs> next to the outdated copy of Field and Stream. So the Radio-TV Interview Report is this magazine that comes out about twice a month, and it's about seventy-five pages long, and it's just page after page of dull uninteresting, boring guests. The Z-list. Exactly. It's guests that can't get booked anywhere else. Guests that cannot find any sort of traction getting on any kind of radio program through any other means. So they all end up here. And then this is picked up by the guy who does like two to six on K-PAM or something. And he's like, I don't know, I need something to do uh, between the hours of 5 and 7.30 next Saturday night while I'm on the air. Making paper cranes. (laughs) Exactly. Or in this case, Interview actress Sally Kellerman, Tim. She really is the, uh, She's, uh, I guess, the marquee guest for this month. So I've gone through and i flagged some of the more interesting, uh... Some of the more... to be
2: sharing one. We've not got...
3: available in all time zones, no. I bet. No, i have got this one. Surprising... This is a book, by the way. Surprising things teens are using to get high. This is an entire book about things that your children are using to get their, uh... Is
2: Jenkem in there?
3: No, it's not, Sarah. But apparently... That coo- was last year. Cooking spray, shoe polish, and nutmeg. It says here, this is the description of the book. Okay,
2: so your kid doesn't
3: use methamphetamine or ecstasy, which seems like a bit of a jump, by the way. That seems like a strong conclusion to be coming to.
2: Well, you know, ecstasy and nutmeg are pretty much the same thing.
3: Sarah, parents should still worry. Teenagers have been turning to their home's medicine cabinet, utility drawer, and kitchen cupboard for new and dangerous ways of getting high. Many household items are currently being used by teens and young adults for intoxicating purposes. And then I like how they actually give you the amounts you can use here. From 30 milligram shots of nutmeg in a cup of coffee to produce an intense euphoria, to cooking spray, an inhalant of breathable chemical vapors. <laughs> doesn't this sound like it came, it came from whatever a serious to, like, catalog? The days of my youth. But it does,
2: yeah, whatever happened to like, nail polish remover and all the good old basics?
3: Not that we're advocating that <laughs> kind of that behavior. We do that. But it, doesn't this sound like it comes from a catalog from the turn of the century? The world before Genkham. Cooking spray. Uninhalant of breathable, uh, breathable chemical vapors. That's like when they'll have some restaurant called Thaddeus T. Hinklemeyer's, and it's an eating and drinking emporium of spirits and comestibles. Um, let's see. The, apparently it's the drug of choice, though, among 7th through ninth graders. As you can talk to this guy who will tell you exactly how much, like, Pam you need to huff inside of a paper bag to get high, theoretically speaking. Not that anybody would do that. You can always book a bit like... Two forty-five in the morning, his time, <laughs> and see if they'll do it, and tell him we need him to stay on for three hours, yeah. but that we'll pimp the book constantly. Uh, here's the next it's thing. It's open phone America. <laughs> this is on. This is on page twenty of the radio TV interview report for two thousand nine. They are pitching us this interview: the boyhood friend of America's worst serial killer, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, he has written a book called Johnny and Me, a memoir. <laughs> Does he have a t-shirt with his picture on it? They were two best friends growing up, Tim, during the 50s on the north side of Chicago. They were Boy Scouts, sang Christmas carols, played practical jokes on neighbors, and then... Then the practical joke got out of hand.
2: (laughs) Did he take it too far?
3: The practical joke involved uh, wrapping some tightly wound cord around somebody's neck. The joke is, I'm not taking the cord off. The day he decided it wasn't funny anymore. According to this book, the guy who wrote this, this is uh, Barry Boskelly, the author of Johnny and Me. He was almost victim number 34, says this patently unbelievable claim. Gacy is believed to have killed 33 people. Boskelly chillingly recalls a visit to Gacy's home in the late 70s remembering the overpowering stench of death. Wouldn't you call somebody about that? <laughs> Well, I was over at John's house, and there was the damnedest aroma in the air. What do you mean, like pickles? No, it was more like a... It wasn't the, <laughs> the scent of the month from Avon. <laughs> do you mean it was like mold? No, it was something, something a little more dank. It was, uh, it was an overpowering stench of death. What are you going to do about it? Uh, nothing. Let's go to taco time. Just open the window. <laughs> um, remembering the overpowering stench of death and then running blindly from the house when the serial killer suggested handcuffing him. The last words he heard from Gacy were, I'm going to kill you. I think we should have him on to ask him why he didn't call the police at that um, point. We
2: need to immediately. Jesus. Just Just enough to like flub him up so that All he right. has to admit he's lying.
3: Well, so there you go. So we'll, we'll get that. How about this one? This is on page 37 of the new issue of the Radio TV Interview Report. Forget speed dating. This guest introduces your audience to... Speed Pimpin'. S- Sarah, Speed Pimpin' <laughs> and Mackin' at the speed of light. Are the secrets for picking up any modern woman in mere minutes? Don't I know it? By the way, you can tell that he's a speed pimp because he's wearing a hat. Uh, and uh...
2: okay, that picture—I just am embarrassed for him.
3: Yes, yes. There are many names for the modern-day gift of gab, Sarah: Mackin, Silver Tongue, Smooth Talker. It's all about the art of persuasion. At business, at home, with the ladies, especially with the ladies. Author Lord Shahid Adam. That's very exotic. Is he standing there winking with a derby? (laughs) With a thumbs up? In a zoot suit? Mm -hmm. Explains to your audience... Pocket watch (laughs) on the chain? This is what the ladies like. Explains to your audience the new urban language of manipulation. Combining psychology, manipulation, and street smart, Lord, uh, Lord demonstrates how to become a player with words and increase your social and sex lives. Some tips from the man, all capitals how to use persuasion or speed-pimpin' to get anything or anyone you want. Sarah, he will explain why the silver tongue always gets the ladies. He will also explain what words women want to hear from men and five must-know persuasion words. Yes, Sarah, it's the rare art of speed pimping. And wow. finally, we have here on page 43 of the new Radio TV interview report, how your girlfriend's iPod can make her want to have sex with you. <laughs> God, I just weep for all humanity when I read this.
2: But yet, at the same time, I want to have every single one of these people on.
3: God, a radio is just full of jackasses and mouth breathers.
2: All right, please to be telling the people how they can.
3: Okay, I'm going to, real quickly here before we wrap this up. So I'm reading here the description of the interview How your girlfriend's iPod can make her want to have sex with you. What do you think this interview is promoting? Now most of these are promoting mm-hmm. books. Some of them are promoting websites. Occasionally, uh, these interviews are more well, like services, like a, you know, like the speed pimping guy, who I desperately want to have on, by the way. So we're going to book both the John Wayne Gacy childhood friend guy. <laughs> what kind of practical jokes would you be playing with John Wayne Gacy? I mean, no, no, no. Look, he thinks I'm going to let him out of the crawl space. What he doesn't know is I'm just sealing it up with cement. Here, hold my floppy shoes. So. Sarah, what do you believe this interview is promoting? The how your girlfriend's iPod can make her want to have sex with you interview.
2: Oh God, I don't even know. We should tell Give them me like I needed like an A, B, C, or D.
3: Um, because a- I don't
2: even know what it would be.
3: Okay. Like, um, sublim- like
2: subliminal messages.
3: Okay, or- is this is this uh, is this interview promoting a a book, B a custom sex toy, C a guest who will customize a playlist for you to make your girlfriend want that special something from you, or D, someone explaining the symbolic connection between consumer goods and arousal. That one.
2: Yeah, I think that one, too.
3: It's not, I swear to God, it's a vibrator that hooks into your iPod.
2: <laughs> oh, how would I have ever guessed that?
3: It's the AmiBod and Bod vibrators. Sarah, they hook up to any MP3 player.
2: When they vibrate along with the music?
3: Sarah, they give new meaning to the words, good vibrations. You'll see somebody with it on the Max. We are so soon. not God. having that
2: person on. I think we should have them on. Here's the thing. I think we should tell them
3: that we'll have them do on. Do they have a picture of the... They do, right there. There you go. Oh. It looks like one of those things you can buy at the that just
2: looks unpleasant. porn well,
3: store that stimulates your urethra. There's no more need for
4: power pimping, then.
3: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> honey, uh, the first guest. honey, I'm going to skip the speed dating. I'll simply need you to uh, put this in your pants and then hook it into the Onkyo stereo. So, just very quickly here. I think we should agree to have these people on. Can that be made... at the airport? <laughs> I'm sorry you're beeping. We're going to have to wand you again. Uh, there seems to be something happening. I think we should agree to have them on to discuss this vibrator that hooks into your iPod.
2: Can we do like a power interview? Like can we put all three of them into like one segment? No, but here's the thing.
3: <laughs> I think we should agree to relentlessly promote this, but only if they provide to us a list of radio stations that have had them on to do this interview seriously.
2: Okay. And some sample songs to send in? I want to know
3: exactly what DJs have been booking this guest. All right, there you go. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. Don't go anywhere. That John Gacy, what a joker. <laughs>
2: He's a car. That little prankster.
3: He's a bit of a mirth maker, sir. So, or was. <laughs> it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503 733 You're listening to Rock 101 KUFO. Oh, by the way, apparently uh, Sally Kellerman is recently most known for being the voice of Hidden Valley Ranch. There you go. Is that a salad dressing? I do. I think it is. I or think a it's place I, or both. Or is it was at that place. <gasps> I on think arrested, it might be
2: two places. Yeah, the place and the. Is it the place dressing. on Arrested
3: Development? No, that's Sudden Valley. Sudden Valley is the place on Arrested Development. But, <gasps>
2: yeah, where it sounds like a dressing, but I don't. But want I don't to want, want to it. live
3: there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, uh, the final guest here in the radio TV interview report. Attention, baby boomers. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, Tim Riley. <laughs>
0: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: So now they're saying Chris Brown and Rihanna did not have that lovey every recording session that comes from a noted music producer. Somebody said they made it all up. I thought there was going to be a brand new hit. I guess not. I was looking forward to a it. A hit of a different kind. Uh, Brown was charged with a felony assault after the nice. February 8th incident that left nice. Rihanna hospitalized. He is due in court to be arraigned on April 6th. And, uh, well, that's all we know at the moment. Outrageous, that's the word being used about the latest AIG scandal. Apparently they're squandering all the wealth that has been given to them. What that company did, the
0: way it was not regulated, the
6: way no one was
0: watching, what's proved uh, necessary, it is outrageous.
1: Uh, Barney Frank is mad, too. Who said at at what point we're going to give these bonuses (laughs) no matter what? And I do think it's inappropriate for those people to stay in power with that company.
3: It's like listening to an angry touche turtle. It is. He's a very, very anxious. The AIG intervention really predates the, uh, the rescue plan
1: voted by Congress. Uh, the AIG intervention was initiated on its own by the Federal Reserve. They came to us in September of last year and said we're going to give them the $80 billion.
3: I just have to say this. I know that Barney Frank's voice is sort of... I mean, it's well-traveled comedic ground. I, myself, have talked about it dozens and dozens of times. Not on this station. No, that's true. So I can... So re- start I again. I'm going to use all my old observations as of the brand new. That's why I did it. My thing about Barney Frank, though, is... As I said before, it's like he doesn't... He doesn't even really have any jaw structure. It's just sort of a feeding hole that's in the front of his, it's sort of a, like a, like an, a, it's like a pit of sarlacc right in the front of his face, sort of an amorphous, ill-defined sign, kind of, kind of drinking and breathing opening, right there on the front.
2: A feeding hole. <laughs> but
3: you realize that he is, uh, I would, I would say, not an. Unattractive. Sounds like somebody from Costco. And I would say he's, you know, he's not an unattractive man, and he's certainly a powerful man. Uh, so you realize that there is somewhere in this world somebody who finds Barney Frank really attractive. Which is sort of like the person who finds Don Knotts really attractive. Because then you realize... He has a child, or had a child. Don Knotts. Don Knotts, I think, had numerous children, and I think was, was married at least once, maybe twice. It just, and it's like your mind doesn't want to go to this place, but then it does inevitably, if you're me. It's, you know, it's sort of like, it's like looking underneath the Band-Aid. You don't want to know what that sort of you know, gangrenous wound looks like, but you got to yeah. know. So I start to think about what Don Knotts would sound like in some sort of an intimate moment, and then it's just like a lot of sleepless nights for me. And the same thing with Barney Frank. Uh, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program, sir madam, is the case, maybe.
6: Hi, good morning. Hello, sir. Hey, uh, I need to remind you, uh, we used to talk about John Wayne Gacy's childhood friend. Yes. Um, a couple
3: months ago... Well, that was fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing. Darn it, I, I was that. really
2: excited, too, I'm like, a couple months ago.
3: I like the idea of a John Wayne Gacy call that immediately just goes dead inexplicably halfway through. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk. You
4: wouldn't allow it, even from the grave... Uh, Which Mountain races to the peak. The uh, family film gives Disney its first number one premiere of the year. Bring in $26 million. Anybody go see that over the weekend? No. Mountain? No. Okay.
3: Time for Geek Watch. Here's your Geek Watch uh, no. for uh, Monday so, on the, the Emerson Radio Program. Terribly
0: slow. In the Queen Search Limit, remember, you used just a television show. That's all, okay? <laughs> right, but because we were wondering if the quantum flux. And I just listen on There, there I... is no quantum flux. There's no auxiliary. There's no goddamn ship. You got it? it Energize.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Tim Riley with your Geek Watch.
4: Would you pay $317,000 for the Superman 1938 Action Comics number 1? No. Well, a geek did. Pay $317,200 for the book online. Number two. An 81-year-old man kills himself with a shot from a suicide robot. I don't believe this either. Francis Tovey, who lived alone in Australia, was found dead in his driveway... He'd been unhappy with the demands of relatives living elsewhere and that he should move out of his home and into adult care. And apparently he chose to kill himself in the driveway because he knew that there were workmen building a home nearby. The scheme worked as a carpenter heard gunshots. He thought he heard three shots. Then he ran next door. He was lying in the driveway with gunshot wounds to the head. A neighbor who didn't want to be named, said Mr. Toby, who lived in the house since uh, 1994, was a marvelous man. And apparently, let's see... Oh, he constructed a complex machine which involved a jigsaw power tool <laughs> and was connected to a 22 semi automatic pistol loaded with four bullets. It fired multiple shots, was triggered remotely. He builds a robot? Yep, they killed kill him himself. by remote
3: control. Really, if you could build a robot that had sufficient brain power and sort of a. And he's 81. I mean, really, it seems like you could build a robot that would make your remaining days more enjoyable, but what do I know?
2: That's uh, pretty impressive, though. You it know, really I mean, you is. Set a goal and. He achieved uh, it. You know, if
3: you are going to go out, make a statement. That's my motto. At eighty-one. All right. There is your Geek Watch. It's the Rick Emerson Radio North Program on Rock One Hundred and One KUFO. Of
2: War Van, I
7: shall
3: avenge you. Next. Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Completely true. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Monday, and good morning to you. It is five zero three seven three nine seventy. Five oh three. Seven three Don't forget, one random on-air caller today wins tickets to see Tesla April 5th at the Roseland Theater. Yeah, yeah. Tickets on sale now at All Tickets West Outlets.
2: It was so funny how shocked Lisa Wood was that we were so excited about Tesla.
3: I think she thought that we were into it as like a goof or something. We no, thought,
2: we don't like a lot of things. Ironically,
3: I uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not a big fan of ironic uh, sort of enjoyment. I don't really have any guilty pleasures. I just I think it's sort of moved beyond that. But we were at the Baghdad on Friday for uh, Court Corden Fat Boys screening of Battlestar Galactica, featuring Katie Sackhoff, who was inexplicably, and improbably, even more attractive in person than she is on the screen.
2: And I felt so bad for her because all these lecherous men around her, like, oh, Katie, can I, can I get a picture with you, Starbucks? It wasn't <laughs>
3: even really the lecherous men, so was it much as much as it was the lecherous women? At least once we got inside. We went to the Q and Let's was. Back up for a second. So, on Friday at the Baghdad Theater, Corden Fatboy have been screening *Battlestar Galactica*, and this last Friday, with three days ago or whatever, Katie Sackhoff, who is from St. Helens, which makes it I, I mean even more astounding that she's. You know, she doesn't have any visible scars, and she's, you know, has, a, has all she of that She got it. out alive. <laughs> I mean, she really is. She seems put together properly and whatever. Um, so she was there on Friday night. She, of course, plays Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica, and she, I mean, we knew it was going to be just a geek fest. I mean, just nerds from ten counties. And I mean that in the best possible way. But she was there, and there was just sort of, you know, we were all kind of standing in the lobby, and it's like, when's Kitty going to get her? Oh, there she is. The door opens, and she comes in, and it wasn't like she had an entourage or anything. She seemed very, very low-key, but it was her, her parents, her brother, and her boyfriend. And Court and Fatboy were on stage, and they kept sort of referencing the fact that her family and boyfriend were there, I think, in an effort to keep guys from going, You're so
7: hot!
3: I'm alone! Um, And that really worked. What didn't work was the attempt to keep women from doing that. So they show the episode, which was great if only because there was that moment at the end where Adama, uh, Edward James Olmos, who was just the biggest badass on the planet, says,
0: This is likely to be a one-way trip.
3: And you're sort of, you know, then they put the line down the center of the, uh, of the hangar deck to decide who's going to go on the suicide mission and who's not. And it's just unbelievably uh, righteous when the doctor comes over and he decides he's going to go. And then Adama turns the doctor back. And it was all very cool. So the episode ends. Then Katie goes up on stage and they put a floor mic out there and they say, if you have a question for Katie Sackhoff, you know, Starbuck, just get in line. If you have one question, please, you know, pl- and, you know, don't ask for an autograph or whatever because she's going to be here all night for like a thousand people. First three things out of the gate are just women standing there and the women are all variations on voice number three. They're all of, Katie, I'm a big fan of Battlestar Galactica and I have uh, all of your spin-off merchandise at home and I would just like to say that you're the hottest girl on earth, which is the sort of thing that like from a guy – you kind of just cringe a little bit, and you sort of roll your eyes and go, nah, you're giving us a bad name. Please stop it. But from women, like, it's sort of – I don't know. Like, from women, it's sort of it's sort of sweet and great because you – I mean, because she is sort of – it's not just that she's attractive. She does have that kind of storm-large thing going on. She does have that really powerful vibe. But, man, like, I think the three, first three, four things out of the gate were women asking about that. And then a woman is like, am I uh, – On my iPhone, I have a Cylon detector, and I was wondering if I could come up and analyze you to see if you're a Cylon or a human. And if you were a guy, that actually happened. Yeah, no. If if you were, I mean, if it had been a dude asking that question, Court and Bobby would have just bounced him outside. But of course, because it's you know, because it's a girl, you kind of you kind of got to let her do it. And so there was this great moment where a woman is up there take. And you, you, in retrospect, it was so clearly just a chance to get Katie Sackhoff's picture, right? Because it's an application on your iPhone. So it was so great that there is this photo, I think, that probably exists of Court and Fatboy, and Katie Sackoff all kind of crouched and bent over at the front of the stage for a woman to hold up her iPhone and scan Katie Sackhoff's face to see if she is, in fact, a Cylon. It really was just it was just unbelievably great. So, and know. what was determined? Uh, she Well, this is, doesn't count as a spoiler, I suppose, because mm-hmm. it's just an iPhone application. She is, in fact, human, Tim Riley. That's what I thought. Just in, you were suspecting that, <laughs> just in case you were curious. Uh, We'll check on headlines with Tim Riley in just one moment. I've been reading this story piecemeal throughout the day, so to speak, because reading the whole thing at once is just too off-putting. This is from MSNBC. This is MSNBC.com, Lexington Park, Maryland. I've been reading this one sentence at a time. Here's the next sentence. You can go back later and put this all together. The man who called 911 about the incident admitted attaching the sex toy to the saw... And then using the high-powered device on his partner who was a willing participant.
0: There you go. That's, uh,
3: that's the third of, I think, five sentences. Tim Riley's working on the following stories at the news desk, ladies and gentlemen. Oregon State Police on the lookout for the driver of a wrecked
4: car who left this injured passenger behind and just thumbed away from the scene and <laughs> hasn't been evil. seen since. No, I'll be back. You just stay right there. Don't move. I'm going to go find a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you stay right there. <laughs>
3: Don't wriggle around, Bob. That'll just cause spine shards to go everywhere.
4: Steve Martin's going to pay for an off-campus production of a play he wrote after LeGrand High School banned its performance at their school. Uh, Miss Oregon's dad could be deported as a war criminal. Tyra Banks is concerned about that riot that squished all those models in New York yesterday. (laughs) Nick Cheney's writing a book. And Barney Frank wants a squandered AIG money back.
3: Of course he does. All right. Tim Riley and the news. Oh, and the
4: New York woman is shot with an arrow.
3: Tim Riley and the news coming up later on. We'll also have today's top five. The top five songs you will always hear on hold while waiting on the phone to speak with your dentist. It's the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101 KUFO. I guess your own personal Michael Bay film over there. <laughs> The clock is ticking. The end is near. Call disaster and scapoose. Tune in next time. Thank God Almighty. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503 733 I like how in your head, too, there's somebody tied to the track, and also there's a big bus full of orphans that's dangling off a cliff right nearby. And the police must determine who to save. And there's a big battle, battle of TNT right <laughs> on the back of the train. Exactly. Um Hey, so as we went into the break here... Mm. Am I the only one that heard what sounds very much like a pelican squawking at the beginning was, of that, hear that last liner? i every time. That's a goose. Somebody somebody emailed me, you want me to find it? just yeah. now, and they said about that thing you just played in the break, which is sort of a liner that we played, and it sounds like there's some sort of like a seagull or something sort of squealing at the beginning of it, which is not <laughs> exactly right <laughs> there. So we'll play the whole thing in a second. Mm-hmm. It's not unlike that liner we used to have. It sounded like flatulence at the beginning, like when it was promoting that we would be going into the Tom Lica show. And it was sort of like, Tom Lankus, you know, right into the... It was like they just reached into a bag of sound effects and just sort of jammed them all into the promo. Play, Go ahead and play the whole liner here. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. All right. On Rock 101. K-U-F-O. You can you play just the beginning of that again?
2: Wait, oh, it skipped up to the All one. right, it's
3: the next one. <laughs> okay, what is that?
2: It sounds like a seagull or something.
3: The- Let's let's put it at the beginning of everything. <laughs> is that is that the station's trademark sound? Maybe will, maybe it'll be like uh, you know maybe it'll be like on Spike TV sometimes where they end everything with that <laughs> sound. I would say right now that we begin tagging every story yeah. we do with that. We could make it like the uh, the chung thing on uh, on a Current Affair. Mm-hmm. Tim, just do it like a sample news story here. Do a sample news story and then end it real strong. Just hit the final sentence real hard. The
4: highway was blocked for almost 90 minutes during the investigation.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I smell a nine share coming. <laughs> Ten share next year. Nine share this year. That's quite something. The interesting thing about that is I mean, apart from the fact that there appears to be a Pelican. Uh, 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 you think uh, of Steve Pelican. Pelican. Steve Pelican. There appears to be a Pelican on the imaging for a rock station, which I suppose is great in a kind of what the hell sort of way, is that. You know, these things aren't made by themselves. I mean, there's somebody who has to sit down at Pro Tools or Adobe Audition or something and create all the station imaging. So whoever it was that created this liner actually did the voice where they just kind of, you know, speak the whole Rick Emerson next. And then they put some music behind it. Then they added some sound effects in the middle. Then they closed it out with this sort of, you know, this sort of big explosion part at the end. And then they decided that it wasn't quite complete. There was something missing. No, no, no. There's there's one final audio brush stroke that remains on this piece of production. There you go. They probably had a teleconference about it. Maybe it's a door of some kind. Does it sound like some sort of a squeaky wooden? Well, like Paddock's
2: a, just writing me and saying that it's a rooster, but I don't see. I don't. It doesn't sound like a rooster.
3: The, I don't think that's what a rooster. I don't. I don't think that word means what he thinks it means. I. It sounds more like a crow. Like a. Pelican? Let's one more time. I think it's a seagull. I think I've, it's a goose. I've spent enough time at Ivers in Seattle that I think I know a seagull when I hear it. It's certainly not a rooster. But then again, that's, I'm just saying that based on like my experience with roosters. Which it's
2: is certainly not a rooster. Limited. I'm sorry, how many roosters have you been around?
3: Not since I was... Well, not since I was a child. Um, well, in any event... Hey, speaking of that, though, speaking of that production, yes. so you know what was playing all weekend on this very fine station, Rock 101 K UFO? What? Hmm. It was the sound of, I don't know, of if, our that,
2: enthusiastic I don't know if you were food?
3: feigning, sort of not knowing that uh, just now, but on I, I Friday... I listened on numerous occasions, and I didn't hear us once. On, it could have been the wrong time.
2: I listened, too, and I didn't hear any. On Friday morning
3: after the show, so Paddock pulls this aside, Chris Paddock, pulls this aside Friday morning, and he said, Hey, uh, by the way, what we're going to do is to promote the fact that the show is on the air all this weekend... We're going to have you guys introducing songs and, you know, whatever, so, sort of, you know, saying hello to people who are listening. And I said, well, are we supposed to come in or what is it? He goes, no, no, no. He's like, we'll have you tape some stuff and then we'll kind of just have it playback over the beginning, you know, like over the, the ramp, over the instrumental beginning of a song over the weekend. It's like, we'll just drop it in all, you know, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So the three of us all go into a studio Friday morning at about, I don't know, 10 a.m. or something. <laughs>
2: And they just. had been a long two days. With one eye
3: just halfway open. <laughs> yeah. Please read this copy. It's like... And so our good friend Brent Brizendine, who is managing, he's sort of running the board in the other studio. He's engineering this uh, very fine radio program. He kind of hastily writes out some copy, which you know he's sort of trying to trying to write in our voice, I guess. He's trying to come up with some stuff that maybe it'll sound natural, spoken by us. But that would require us kind of being awake, awake. or sort of knowing the context. So I'm just going to play a couple of samples here. Oh God! These oh. are.
2: I haven't heard any oh, of these. I've had some really
3: bad ones. This oh. is the. Uh, this is some of the production that was voiced uh, by us on Friday. That play. If you were listening to KUFO this past weekend, which you should have been, if you were listening to KUFO, you probably heard some of these liners playing. We'll start with Sarah. Oh God. Let's see here. Am I up over there?
2: yeah Hey there. I'm Sarah, the producer for the Rick Emerson Show, which is the new morning show on Rock 101 KUFO. Why are you doing this to me? Tune in in the mornings, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekdays for our reverent banter and good humor. That's on Rock 101 KUFO. The best part I, is not- it, I thought I was all perky. I was so tired. And about halfway through, I think you sort of lost the thread of what you were talking about. And- no, I didn't have any copy in front of me because Brennan had written a few, like a few of them, and then and I had written a few of them, but then Paddock's like, we need 20, so I was trying to. Yes, you did 14 of
3: them. Well done. I did? Yes. How many did you do? Let's hear another one.
2: Are you an early riser and like a combination of talk and music? Well, tune into the Rick Emerson Show Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Rock 101 KUFO for the Rick Emerson Show. It's like you're
3: speaking right to me, Sarah. I hate you. (laughs) Let's hear one more from Sarah, shall we? I'm just picking these randomly, by the way. I haven't, I haven't sort of screened these.
2: You know you're embarrassing. Tune into the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO weekdays for your fix of everything pop culture. 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Rock 101 KUFO. I'm never good at recorded stuff.
3: I really feel a connection with you.
2: (laughs) I dislike you sometimes.
3: Do you want to hear Tim's?
2: Yeah. Oh no, they're really bad. All right,
3: let's see. Here are. uh... I
2: want to hear yours too, jackass. I I only (laughs) got
3: three to do, but it took me ten takes for each. Are you three? Now to be fair, mine aren't in this folder. I'm sure they're in the system, so we'll have to find them in the audio because I don't have you them in You need equal time. Because I did mine later, like in the afternoon, when they had already made a folder You reviews, probably so. took a nap. Well, here's some of Tim's. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, This is uh, these are some of Tim Riley's liners that played over the weekend here on KUFO.
4: Rock 101 KUFO. Tim Riley here, the newsman on The Rick Emerson Show. Catch you Monday morning for our program between 5 and 9 right here on Rock 101 KUFO. See, you're enthusiastic,
3: though. You've got energy. You're selling it.
4: Tim right. Riley here, the newsman on The Rick Emerson Show. See you Monday for our program from 5 to 9 in the morning on Rock 101 KUFO. There's
3: one in which you're, you start talking about outer space for some reason. I don't know.
4: Hello, oh. Tim Riley here from the Rick Emerson Show. Weekday mornings on Rock 101 KUFO. Have a great weekend. We'll see you here Monday morning. See,
3: there's a, that's where you got that exuberant news guy thing. Right. Right. I think mm-hmm. these have been Tim edited Rally together. Tim Riley here,
4: man on the Rick Emerson Show. Mornings here on Rock 101 KUFO. Tune in for your not average news in the mornings. Weekdays, right Hello, Tim Riley here. The newsman on the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 K UFO weekdays for relevant banter and good music. Tune in <laughs> for strange editing and dropped syllables.
3: <laughs> for a bizarre speaking style that seems to come out of nowhere Thank and vanish. Tools.
2: For relevant banter? Did I say that? <laughs> Irreverent banter, I think you said. Irrelevant banter. <laughs> Irrelevant banter. Let's listen
3: one more time. I'm pretty sure you said relevant banter, but it's hard to tell because then it was like big chunks of the sentence were missing. Hold on. Let's listen again.
4: <laughs> Hello, Tim Riley here, the newsman on the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101K UFO weekdays for relevant banter and good
3: music. Tune in, boys. <laughs> For strange editing, and I can't
2: believe that you're throwing Tim and I out of the bus like this. I just phrases. find it very strange that you're in here all weekend long working on stuff that you didn't put in one of your liners into the folder. And
3: they're all in the system. I want to hear sure stuff. they're there. But but you had you got to go home and take a nap. Yeah, that's true. I came back refreshed.
4: We were delirious. All uh, right. Tune in to the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUF all weekdays for your fix of everything pop culture. Bye to nine. Hello, Tim Riley, newsman for the Rick Emerson Show here. Tune in Monday morning at 5 a.m. and listen to the Rick Emerson Show right here on Rock 101 Do you K- remember cutting UFO. one that, uh,
3: that talks about the signal going into outer space?
4: Yes. Barely. Hey, newsman Tim Riley here asking you to tune in to my news on KUFO's morning show, the Rick Emerson Show. <laughs> if not, you will be in the dark about the world around you, and you'll be
3: marked for it. You'll be marked for it? You'll be marked for it's it. It's like four splices in a row. What do you mean you'll be marked for it? I don't know. Is that like a a scarlet letter? You'll be Hester Prynne. Listen
4: to the Rick Emerson Show. Mornings on Rock with a 1K UFO. Hey, Portland, and those <laughs> listening from distant planets picking up these airwaves from what science has determined <laughs> the future. Airwaves. Listen in to the Rick Harrison Okay, what, what hold is. on a second. These airwaves. On. This, there is all
3: kinds of delivery going on in this thing. Hold on. This is the, you I'm, are, I'm really pushing it. Okay, listen. This is like a full on Ed Wood production here. Well, you know, I realized at that moment I have to drive home after <laughs> this. Okay. Now, listen to your you're getting all Criswell uh-huh. in this. This sounds exactly like the guy doing the, um, you know, the future, which is where we will spend the rest of our lives, thinking Plan 9 from outer space. Uh-huh. Okay, listen to this phrasing that I'm you used. I'm glad I didn't
4: hear these. Hey, Portland, and those listening from distant planets, picking up these airwaves from what science has determined, the future, listen in to The Rick Emerson Show, mornings 5 to 9 on
3: Rock 101 K UFO.
2: Hey, listen to what I found.
3: Greetings, citizens of Portland, Oregon, of planet Earth, and to the galaxy beyond. This is Rick Emerson, host of The Rick Emerson Show, inviting you, encouraging you, nay, beseeching you, to listen Monday morning, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Do it mm. on Rock 101, KUFO. Mine are full like of life. Someone... Greetings, citizens of Portland, Whoa, Oregon. It just keeps on going. All right. Sounds like someone had the opportunity to go home and take a nap. Yeah, it so like somebody should best. not be <laughs>
2: kicking his fellow co workers while they're down. <laughs> I didn't
4: make any
3: criticisms, by the way. It was I'm just, just later
2: in the afternoon. I'm setting
4: these. Hours after the program sons of bitches. Hi, this I'm... is Rick
3: Emerson. I am the host of the Rick Emerson I... radio program, which is fortunate because it's named after me. And I was all. allowed to go home and take a break. That was a terrible Mel Brooks style joke. More of my humor. In that vein, Monday morning, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., right here on Rock 101 KUFO. By the way, you bastards, I'm playing these without comment. Mm-hmm. I just said that this sounds a little Criswell. Let me just play this one more time over here. Just...
4: Hey, Portland, and those listening from distant planets, picking up these airwaves from what science has determined the future, listen in to the Rick Emerson <laughs> Show mornings 5 to 9 on Rock 101 KUFO. To whom is that? is that? I don't know. Somebody wrote it, <laughs> handed it to me, and asked me to read it. I didn't question what it meant. Nor did I care. I your there were Ro- words on a piece of paper, and the, and the needle is moving <laughs> when I'm speaking. That's all I'm allowed like, to
3: do. I like how you're all the Ron Burgundy and whatnot, where you just shove it in front of you. And, uh, whatever, let me just read this <laughs> I so I can go you home. You know how
2: desperate we were to go <laughs> basically, home. Basically, basically. basically that's what I haven't even gotten to Richie's,
3: know? by the way. You haven't even heard Richie who cut more than anybody. Richie, like, Richie got like 50 of them.
4: It's like I'm one page away from going <laughs> home and taking a nap. Not more.
3: <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, all right. It is the Rick Emerson uh, radio program. It's 503 733 the greetings. Did we actually do a whole segment on this? Yes. All right. It, you know why, Tim? It was, it was for those people listening on other planets. You know what science <laughs> determines? The future. <laughs> Good God almighty. I've got 75 liners to record the number one morning, Bella. God almighty. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101K UFO. like everything on the station takes place in the future where there's science really and planets and technology that's what you haven't even heard richie's liners yet richie's or something else it's like he's way too close to the microphone and spitting directly into your ears it's wonderful it's a whole lot of like hi it's richie brisley the week they don't really have the understated charm of tim's liners or the sort of um the wry, detached amusement of sarah's <laughs> Or the uh, caffeine-fueled manic, look at me, love me, uh, you know, enthusiasm that mine have. All right. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. You are listening to Rock 101, KUFO. Still to come, today's top five. The top five songs you are almost guaranteed to hear on hold while calling up and sitting on the phone with your dentist. Uh, plus, we will uh, we'll revisit the uh, radio TV interview report uh, as we instruct Richie to book the, quote, speed pimping guy. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, from the Hill, CNN radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins joining us on a Monday morning. Hello, how are you today? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, how's life? How are things? It's
1: good. It's good. There's there's sort of a gaggle of very loud um, young press women outside of my door. I don't know what's going on. There's a gaggle? Yeah, they're, they're very high-pitched, and I, I closed the door just as we were coming on air, and then they just got really all oh, high-pitched, and... I don't know what's going on. It probably means
3: there's a senator around somewhere. Hey, speaking of – maybe it's Barney Frank. Uh, speaking of gaggle, I was thinking uh, over the weekend, you know what we ought to start using as a unit of measurement for other things is the ream.
1: Oh, hey, that is a good measurement.
3: Like a ream of paper. So yeah, I was at the right. uh, I was at Costco this uh, this weekend. I was wandering around with my wife, and, of course, everything at Costco comes in these, these massive sort of <laughs> gigantor sizes. And I was thinking about how it's impossible to buy anything there. Of course, it just comes in a one-use size. And then I started thinking about how there was, I think it was like toilet tissue or paper towels or something we were looking at. And I was thinking there ought to be like a ream of something. I was thinking you'd be like a, uh, you know, like a ream of towels or a, uh, right. you know. But then I started thinking that the ream is sort of an unpleasant word, so it almost had to be some sort of an ailment. Like, um, like you were diagnosed as having a ream of bunions.
1: Well, could you have a ream of medicine, like Dimetap, a ream of yeah, Dimetap?
3: Probably. So I'm just have saying, it? you should put that in your put that in your mental hopper and just be thinking on it.
1: I like the hectare.
3: The, heck, the hectare. Really? Yes. Wow. I'd like uh, to bring that back. Let me just say this. The hectare is one of those things that is only referenced in three places. By John Spencer's character on the West Wing, by <laughs> you here now, and by that little mathematical conversion chart on the inside of your peachy folder that yes, everybody thought yes. was going to somehow help them get through some math test that actually never assisted anybody with anything. That's right. Here's the thing I want to do. Hey, we, we should make a note of this, Sarah. Uh, since this program is all about entertainment and popular culture mm-hmm. and talking about those things that might resonate with the person's 25 to 54 demographic.
1: They're standing outside my door.
3: Exactly. You should ask them this. Ask them what they really Are there women outside your door right now?
1: Ah, oh, they just moved on. I was just going to open the door so you could hear them, but they just moved around. The I was
3: going to say, we could focus group with them right now to see what they think you of could. this bit that I was just brainstorming. I right, keep
1: talking. I'll put my door, my head out the All door. Right.
3: Would you say that they're between the ages of 25 and 54 in some general sense? Certainly. All right. So when you find them again, uh, uh, let me know, because I have a question uh, that I'm going to answer. We'll do, we'll do okay, sort of an, an a little instant bit of call-out research. Okay, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about booking as a guest on this program if we could find him, and if we couldn't find him, that would become the whole bit itself. Is tracking him down. I want to find the guy that is the original artist behind all of that peachy folder art that we all had in high school. Sarah's <laughs> eyes just got <laughs> all. Oh big. yeah, like
2: the oranges, with, like the baseball player. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. That
3: everybody graffitis the same way, and you make like the baseball into like one of those like round, you know, the spherical black bombs with the fuse on top. I want to find the guy because that's one of the most widely viewed pieces of art in all of. Western society, I would think.
1: <laughs> it might
7: be.
3: If you're between the ages of, I would say, 25 and maybe 45, you know that peachy folder art. Tim, did they have that in New England? They did, but not at the school I went to. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you get your own like custom gold leaf art that had pictures of you know, like the Mona Lisa on the front of it? They're all like green and gold, the school mm-hmm. colors. That's great. Um, Tim went to Hogwarts, so he doesn't really, uh, <laughs> he didn't really truck with any of these common experiences that we, the proletariat, have. All right, I'm going to try to find the guy that did the peachy folder art. I'm just saying. That's going to be my new goal. I like that. Hey, did these weasels at uh, AIG finally just roll over and, and admit who it is that got the money? Did they cough up the names of who we gave all this cash to?
1: They haven't coughed up all the names yet, no. But they, they, this is the trick. They haven't coughed up the names of the executives who got these bonuses, $160 billion in bonuses. I'm sorry, million. I need to get that straight. $160 million in bonuses. Easy to confuse because they got $170 billion in taxpayer money. So... Um, they haven 't said who got all that money in bonuses, and that was just in the last uh two months or so, but they have said where they spent essentially uh all that taxpayer money, and a lot of it went to no big surprise um their creditors to other banks that they owed money to to pension funds, those kinds of things they 've laid out uh what they 've done with the biggest chunk of that cash and then obviously they 've just they 're still spending some of it
3: I got a question uh, two things one. Why can't we just tell uh, all these jackasses that they're not going to get any more money until they tell us where the last batch went? I mean, that seems like the yeah. easiest leverage, right? That seems like the simplest solution. We say, look, until you tell us where you spent the last $700 billion, and he could actually hold up like a big cardboard check, like Ed McMahon style, where he's like, I got it right here. All I need to do is sign it and hand it over as soon as you tell me where you put the last $700 billion, it's right? And then just and dangle it right in front of him.
1: You. Right, I mean to some degree maybe you guys should get an addiction counselor on because I feel like this is total addict behavior and we're just like, "Okay, we're enablers." Listen, We need some more money?" Sure. Yes. We you have know? a and, and I feel like you you've got when you've got an addict, when you've got someone that has cuz my dad's an addiction counselor. You know, you you have got to do a lot of the, a lot more thinking than you would than for other people, someone who's actively engaged in an addiction. And I think that's what's happened with these banks because they're not obviously Thinking very well, or they haven't been, and yeah, the problem is that once we started giving money to AIG, and remember, AIG was the first big bailout, and that's when everything started tanking because everyone was like, "Oh crap, it's really bad." (laughs)
3: That was the actual. That was the actual socio-economic assessment of it. Actually, I think I saw Alan Greenspan (laughs) actually using just that phrase. (laughs) <laughs> uh, on his recent dissertation about this economy, the "oh crap" uh, analysis. <laughs>
1: that's right. That that's pro- that might be how it'll be remembered. Yeah.
3: By the way, my wife was proudly waving around a thing she got in the mail the other day, noting that she, in fact, is still invested in AIG. So she's looking forward to even more money being handed out from the uh, from the federal trough.
1: No, listen. All of my fathers, who's seventy-seven. All of his retirement money is with AIG. All of it.
3: Yeah. Well, my wife is also
1: everything he depends on.
3: My wife is also a a registered member of MoveOn.org and also is invested in Halliburton stock. So she's a she's a study in contrast. My wife. (laughs) Yeah,
1: she is. Yeah, she's really.
3: Before we before we go here, I'm going to play you a little sound, Sarah. Do we have that potted up? Mm -hmm. I'm going to play you what sounds to me very much like a seagull, and I want you to tell me what sort of bird you think this might be, Lisa. Are you ready? Okay. All right. It's real. There you go. It's real quick. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll back off the mic here. Can you hear that? Oh wow. Can Any idea? Hear, can you
1: actually hear that? Yeah, I, I actually did hear it. Good call, Sarah. <laughs>
3: well, one more time. I did
1: hear it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh, yeah, it does sound like a seagull.
3: They've it's like can, a
1: small, a smaller though.
3: There's a piece of production that we we play here into a break, and it's one of those, you know, like now more of the Rick Emerson show, or coming up next, or stay tuned, or one of those things. But at the beginning of it, for reasons that I would say are at best ill-defined, there does appear to be the sound of some sort of like a squawking pelican. <laughs> Let's, we'll, let's put, we'll, play the, we'll play the first, like, three or four seconds so you can hear the context of it. The Rick Emerson Show continues. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sort of great for it, the it, same reason close? that it's perplexing. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: It's close to rubber chicken.
3: Yeah, I guess. I, it's right. a
1: little close to that. Oh, you, well, you know, if, you, if anyone out there, and maybe someone will do this, isolates the intro to the Situation Room on CNN, mm-hmm. if you listen closely, I can't remember which part it hits in, there is actually a sound that I am... Almost positive is a toilet flushing. (laughs) If you listen closely, it really sounds like this at one point. It's kind of one of those whoosh, you know, kind of things. But it doesn't sound like a whoosh. It sounds like part of their
3: edgy new lineup.
1: There's water and some somebody. Yeah,
3: angling to get that Adult Swim audience over there.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe it was just a sound guy that was like, "All right, this is my fingerprint."
3: Seriously. All all right.
1: Doing right here. But no, here's the deal with AIG: is there's actually going to be a hearing on. Of course there's going to be a hearing. If it's something that makes the newspapers and that we're talking about on radio, Congress will have a hearing. Not that they decided to avoid the problem to begin with. Instead, they have a hearing afterward. But there will be a hearing on Wednesday uh, with the head of AIG, and you can bet that this will come up also in about an hour. President Obama will be speaking, and we understand at the top of his remarks uh, he may talk about this AIG situation I think a lot of your listeners know AIG says that they signed contracts uh, more than a year ago with these executives and had to pay out these bonuses, but, you know, everyone's shaking their heads and saying, give me a break.
3: Seriously, get me a big – give me a stick. Give me a stick right. and an executive right here in the same room. Just – I want to leave you with this thought, Lisa, okay. one more time. Just uh, – the thought I will leave you with is this. There we go. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, thanks, uh, guys. you Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. All right. Did I mention that Richie himself uh, cut a bunch of these liners? uh... Pleased to be playing one. All right, hold on, let's see. What are they? Emerson teases. All right, let me just. uh... Hey, Tim Riley here from the Rick Emerson Show. Listen
4: in all next week to the show, and you may win stuff. What stuff? Stuff you obviously want. The Rick Emerson Show, (laughs) weekday mornings 5 to online on Rock 101 (laughs) KUFO. Well, there's only
3: one more of Tim, so I'll just.
4: Tune in next week to the Rick Emerson Show and learn things you never thought you wanted to know. And we will be unable to forget the Rick Emerson Show every weekday morning from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Rock 101. I think it's K- the U- phrasing F-O.
3: that is so great here. It's the sort of peculiar meter you're using. It's it, it's sort of like um it's sort of I'm like, trying to put the con- consonants together, and I am falling asleep as I am standing here. <laughs> so so there's Tim's, and then I'll just for just for a point of comparison, there's one more of Sarah's.
2: Hey, Sarah here from the Rick Emerson Show. Listen all next week to the show, and you may win stuff. What stuff? Stuff you obviously want. The Rick Emerson Show, weekday mornings, five to nine on Rock 101, KUFO. It's like a family show. I sounded perky. No, yeah, Okay, no, you sounded
3: bright-eyed and bushy-tailed.
2: <laughs> oh man, I was now, dying
3: inside. here's Richie and his rather, um, his rather Brusque. odd way of delivering things. Which Richie's voice is sort of like a wet cheese grater, just sort of like a <laughs> into the mic. Wake up! Yes, the Rick Emerson Show is
6: waking you up 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on Rock 101 KUFO.
4: Yeah, Like Danny Bonadouchi. Seriously, that's what I thought. Listen, this week we got tons of prizes to
6: give away. I don't know what we're giving away yet. So basically just tune in to the Rick Emerson Show 5 a.m. on Rock 101
3: KUFO. I so desperately want to send this to a consultant. One more and then we'll... uh... Hello, this is Richie, the intrepid PA on the Rick Emerson
6: show. Check out our new and improved morning show right here, 5 a.m. weekdays. Yes, five to nine, right here, Rock 101 KFO. For more information, go to kufo. He, he left out a call. Tom,
3: did, <laughs> did he say KFO?
6: K- he said KUO.
0: Really? Hello. I hope so.
6: This is Richie, the intrepid PA on I the Rick so. Emerson show. I hope so desperately that he did that. Check out our new and improved. Rick morning show right here 5 a.m. weekdays yes 5 to 9 right here rock 101 kfo for more information go to
3: by the way i'd like to now address the many thousands of people that have tuned in because they heard richie bristol giving them such crystal clear instructions on how to find our show hey how's it going yeah it's the rick emerson show rock 101 kufo
0: The news with Tim Riley
4: a guy wrecks a car and leaves his injured friend behind this happened near Gaston it says which could be anywhere OSP on the lookout for the driver who rolled the car south of Gaston left the scene leaving his injured passenger behind
3: I'm wondering if somebody sent me an email about this they said hey about that Gaston man mm. this guy says Rick how do you suppose the conversation went between the hitchhiker and the driver of the getaway car Driver, where are you headed? Hitcher, away from that car over there with the man hanging upside down on fire. Driver, okay, get in. I mean, it does... I the mean, driver gets out of the red car, starts walking north, and was last seen getting into a white car and leaving the scene forever. It does sort of prompt more questions than it really resolves, which I guess is part of life's eternal mystery and parade of uh, parade of humanity.
4: Okay. So the unwanted friend was uh, eventually life-blended <laughs> into a manual. Uh... And they say alcohol and speed could be contributing factors to this. That's great. By the way, Don Imus has prostate cancer. He's 68. You know, he has a big morning show in New York that nobody ever talks about. I was going to say, really, uh, who even knew that he
3: would have a prostate left at this point Mm -hmm. in his life, first of all? Well, he has a morning show job and a prostate at this moment. And by the way, he's not 68. That's That's what it says here. 68. No, no, you know, no. He's looked 68 for the past 30 years. He looks like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I don't mean to trample on a guy who's just been diagnosed with cancer. I'm just saying... If you, I'm just saying, if you look at Don Imus and then if you look at Minnie Pearl and some of the later stages of her existence, there's not a whole lot of difference there. It basically, they both look like that Grateful Dead skeleton with the big, with the big like like the big like rose petal uh, the, the hair or whatever with the crown. Mm-hmm. They both kind of look that. Just like one of them was strapped into a microphone, uh, you know, in New York for for like 50 years. So. All right.
4: So Jessica Simpson opens up her Rascal Flats at Irvine over the weekend, and she managed to forget the. Lyrics of not one but two songs. And was booed during both. Uh, Simpson concluded her set-by saying, I still can't believe I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Get in line, sister. All right. To New York we go. A shot of fame turned into a nightmare. as Several thousand women were squished over the weekend. This happened during the audition for America's Next Top Model. The melee occurred when a car pulled up with smoke pouring out of the engine and somebody yelled, It's a bomb! Sending hundreds scrambling for safety.
3: I'm sorry, is Tim's computer up over there.
4: Mm. All right, let's see. Sever, uh, several hundred screaming
3: for safety.
2: Ah. Oh, come on.
3: I'm trying to approximate the Because we tested of it during the. Several hundred screaming for well, safety. They
2: were running around the corner. We um, people were dropping their chairs, their blankets, um, pushing, cursing. Really crazy pandemonium,
3: actually. All in a day's amusement in New York City, too. And Tyra said she's concerned, yeah. but little else. Well, you know, I haven't, heard, and I, I don't think we've heard anything about how the one at Jansen Beach went. I mean, I guess it must have, probably nothing nearly as lively as this, uh, but the CW was out there. I guess there. Nick
2: Miles was hosting that one.
3: Yes, he was. Uh, I like that guy. Yeah, he's, uh, and I know that they had that whole thing where they all had to be, you know, kind of, I guess they're trying to keep the Amazon women out under the theory that, I don't even know what the theory is. Is the theory that it just, like, blows the curve if you get a bunch of really tall women in there? Nobody under five foot seven. I mean, what, that's that just, seems really weird. But it's just stupid when you when you think about it that they would have this. Well, everybody's downsizing these days. <laughs> I suppose it's gonna be nothing. I mean, nothing. Little people. They're to do America's Next Little Model.
2: And oh, you know that's being filmed right now. Totally
3: just, and it would be like the little people, uh, big world, but like little people, big contract, and it would just uh, you know, and then it would uh, little people, big dress or something, and then it would just be little people as models. Because the whole fixation on really tall women as models is sort of stupid anyway because nobody ever sees them in person. You only ever see them in a magazine. Who the hell knows how tall they are in a magazine? I mean, I just sort of put that together in my head right now, but why are they so fixated on models being like 100 feet high? Like on the television and no one has any... I'm, you, you look at those, uh, you know, like the Tom Cruise, Al Pacino guys who are, you know, they're small men. Uh, the same with uh, Scott Wolf. Same with uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. He's a small man. So if they can be small and be successful, because nobody really sees them on the screen next to anybody in any sort of comparative sense, why do models have to be really tall? I think this is a fiction we can unravel right now. Here's uh, Tim Riley.
4: Another victim of violence in New York, a New York woman is shot by an
5: arrow. We came from church. We don't understand why something like this would happen. I was in disbelief. I was in the back of the car crying, so... um, it's horrible what happened to
4: her. Why should somebody be shot
5: with an arrow? She's a person that goes to church all the time. She's very spiritual. And she didn't understand, because she said, why would somebody shoot me with an arrow?
3: <laughs> and here's the thing. I shouldn't laugh at that, because I guess it but is... But you know it's money. I do, well, she Tim. seems like
2: God puts an invisible force shield around her. Well, <laughs> that's I the go other... to church, I cannot be shot with arrows. arrow. Well,
3: seriously, having faith is always a guarantee that nothing bad will happen to you. Um, the... I guess my thing is, her question of why would I be shot with an arrow, I'm sort of trying, why to par- indeed. I'm trying to parse the sentence in my head to see if I can break it down into further components. But you really can't, because that really is the question. I mean, there really is no way to gild that lily. That's just what the inquiry is. My thing is not why, my thing is how. If you are in the back of a car... I mean, what is this like an arrow? Is it like the arrow filed, uh, fired by, by John, you know, John Wilkes Booth uh, by Lee Harvey Oswald? I mean, it almost seems like it has to be one of those like magic arrows, right? That it comes like it bounces off the governor's wrist or something and then hits you in the chest. If you're in the back of a car, unless you are in fact in the back of a convertible, how does the arrow get into the car to pierce your thorax anyway? Precise. See what I'm saying? Like, it's almost impressive whoever did that. Maybe she's in the back of a Lincoln tar- uh, Town car without the top on it. See, that's, you know, so like, yeah, I just picture her next to, you know, somebody in a pillbox Drassy, hat or whatever. Crassy The comedian. The comedian is uh, hunched over with a bow and arrow and a quiver off, you know, right right off right off camera. All right. Why would somebody shoot me with an arrow? Why? Indeed. Still Why? to come. Today's top five, uh, the top five songs you are undoubtedly going to hear on hold the next time you are calling your dentist. We'll also have more news with Tim Riley. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Fantastic. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. It's uh, 503-733-2970. By the way, before we do the top five here, let me just say I'm looking at the New York Post, and here's the article about the woman shot with an arrow. Apparently, she was walking down the street when it happened. The sound bite is from the woman in the back of a car. She was shot with a black arrow with yellow feathers. It struck her near the heart. She then said out loud to friends, quote, they shot me with an arrow. All right. Uh, she wanted
5: to take the arrow out, and I told her, no, leave it alone, because they said leave it alone. That would be even worse.
3: We said, Denise, don't touch that arrow.
5: She's a person that goes to church all the time. She's very spiritual. And she didn't understand because she said, why would somebody shoot me with an arrow?
3: (laughs) That is a question that can only be answered by Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your top five Five, for Monday. Five, four, three, two,
7: one, fire. Counting is
0: wonderful, count. Do
3: you suppose we'll ever get an answer to that question? And if so, will it be satisfying? I'm speaking just as myself here. I don't claim that I'm representing anybody else. I hope that we never find out. I hope the provenance of the arrow remains a mystery. It'll go into the cold case files. (laughs) Bill Curtis will be talking about it. She thought it was just another day in the Bronx. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Tim Riley with today's Top 5. And there are a few certainties in this life, but in addition to death and taxes,
4: you can be assured of one thing. Hearing one of the following musical compositions while waiting to speak
3: to truly unhelpful operators. These are the Top 5 songs you guarantee to hear while waiting on hold. These are the Top 5 songs that you will be subjected to while waiting on the telephone to speak with someone. Honorable mention goes to Kenny G with Songbird. Yeah... It's, uh, some of these were sort of designed to be hold music, I think. I've mean, I another sneaking suspicion that Kenny G, like that was his whole point. He was just trying to manufacture music that he could then sell to the phone company or to your doctor's office or
2: Oh god, you're so right. Oh. Oh yeah.
3: While you're okay. waiting, have your health record number ready. You Someone may be asked you shortly. You may be asked for supplementary identification such oh. as mother's maiden name.
2: Your call will be answered in the order that it
3: was received. Meanwhile, visit us online for the answers to many of your questions. You'll be speaking with our representative in Bangladesh in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that many of your vehicles can be covered under our supplemental insurance plan? Motorcycles, watercraft, even hoverboards. These are the... You know, this was like a number five hit in this stupid country, this song right here. People ran out to buy it. They couldn't get enough of it. God. It's amazing somebody just didn't set him on fire during the 80s. Uh, what? Nothing. Uh, Here's Tim Riley. People named their daughters Songbird after this. Is that true? No, I just are made up. You're that. just guessing. <laughs>
4: Songbird, don't touch that arrow. Number five, Phil Collins in True Colors.
3: This is a...
2: Why are you doing this to us?
3: Because <laughs> I'm not going to suffer alone any longer, sir. Because also you know it's true. You know that you can hear this. I know it's uh, true. Yeah.
2: Colors. Yes.
3: I mean, without any sort of difficulty at all, you can. Bill Collins, rock star. This is the sort of thing that you will hear when you're calling to uh, you try to find out the results of that test. You know what I mean? To be a lot of like, I don't know. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's a. Uh... You know, maybe it's just a BB that I got lodged underneath my skin somehow. And you're sitting here, kind of idly flipping through the casket catalog, kind of wondering, kind of wondering if you should start any long novels, waiting for the doctor to pick up the phone. I don't know. It's, I was like a three in ten chance. It's benign. I don't know. I hold on a second. I'm still on hold. Well, anyway, well, life sucked.
2: I guess. Okay, this is enough. No.
3: Just trying to picture exactly what you might be on hold for. These are the top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold. Tim Riley? Number four, Kenny Rogers with Lady. Yeah. This is when you're calling a company that maybe caters to sort of an older demographic.
2: Oh, I forgot all of these songs
3: You know where you hear this? This is like when you're calling the home where you've stuck your parents. Uh, or something, and you're trying to figure out if they can pass the message along that you're not going to be there that Sunday to visit because you got something to do, and really you just don't want to go see your mom because she stinks of old cheese, and you know, so they're like, no, 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 we'll try to find your mother, and you're like, no, 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 just give her the message. Crap. You know, you're sitting on a hold.
2: This sounds like a place that I, um, like has a bunch of like carved wooden statues and like dangling fairies. <laughs> totally. And it smells like potpourri.
3: Let me hold it's, it's sort of like at a, uh, a like Jasmine a, will be right with you Like a sort of um, Pseudo upscale gift shop At a truck stop Yes And it's like a lot of Noble Indian statues You know And, and then, the then stone
2: garden nose
3: Totally and then, and then like a uh, Like a shirt that has a wolf Like sitting on like a Like an overturned tree Underneath the moon And there's a woman Behind the counter Who's just sitting there Kind of filing her nails or And occasionally please, Like scratching her ass Can
2: there please be a dragon Holding a crystal ball yes. With a glass table On the
3: top yes, of it Yes there can Kenny Rogers, Sex Symbol. These are the top five songs you are guaranteed to hear on hold, ladies and gentlemen. Number three, Howard Jones. No one is to blame. This is sort of default hold music. This is when they can't find anything else. No matter where you're calling, no matter what the business is, no matter what service they provide. Your call will be taken in the order it was received. Please listen carefully to our menu options as they have recently changed. For directory, press one. To enter your account information using your telephone keypad, press two. To hear this menu again, press three, and then like zero. Zero is not a valid menu option. For company directory, press one. Yes, you're back at the beginning. Representative. Do not attempt to break away from the phone tree, Sarah. You must listen to this menu all the way through,
2: repeatedly,
3: many times. As you squeeze the phone tighter and tighter,
2: I've never know who sang the song. It is It's awful. Howard Jones.
3: Uh, yeah. And it's like, I think this music is sort of designed to sap your, your willpower as you're on hold. So when you finally get the customer service representative, you don't, like, have any energy left to yell. Or to demand that they fix their, you know, like, whatever problem it is that they've caused. Why did we all decide that this music was good and that we should make it? in a popular.
2: I do. You know that I have a secret love for soft rock, but not this kind of crap. This is too soft. No. All
3: right. These are the top five songs you are guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold. Number two, Bette Midler, The Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah.
2: I do love this song. This
3: is what you hear when you're calling a company that knows that they probably irritate you and that you were, uh, sort of resent having to contact them in the first place.
2: So they tug at the heartstrings a little?
3: Totally. So they put this on hold so you can think, at least you're not dying.
2: Oh, this song just reminds me of funerals. Cause See? Both my, yeah, both my grandparents, are, this was their song. And they were Really? very. hmm uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah, so both at my grandmother's funeral and my grandfather's funeral, this is like sung by some G person. It's all
3: like, uh. So when they, when the bank makes some sort of mistake and they inadvertently delete half your savings and you call up, they're all angry about it, and you hear this on hold and you're like, you sons of bitches, I... <laughs> <laughs> Why did
2: her best friend have to die?
3: Oh, this mortal coil is so fragile. <laughs> I did. Uh... Is this playing at the right speed?
2: It's not the remix.
3: Well, let's come back a notch to make it wow. seem longer. This is like having, uh, like, warm melted butter poured into my ears. <laughs> it's like if I close my eyes, I can see just waterfalls of warm maple syrup slowly, uh, like, filling my head. Okay, I can't take it anymore. These are the top five songs you're guaranteed to hear while waiting on hold. Tim Riley? Number one, George this? Michael with a careless whisper. This is the worst song ever recorded. This isn't the version we play here though. Oh and I'm sorry to offend George look, I love George <laughs> Michael, I really do. I love George Michael, I love Wham. The song sucks. There's nothing good about this song. This is the whitest, lamest attempt. It's got that white man saxophone too. Which you also this is like sort of a Glen Fry kind of a thing. Somebody ought to make a master mix of just all the lame white man saxophone songs. Be like this and You Belong to the City. That's right. I hit the right, post. I hit the post. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for well, you to that's do to too. Well, something to brag about. That's how I roll.
2: Okay, we have to play something else. I cannot listen to this anymore.
3: But Sarah, it's this making is... making me feel dirty. Sarah, this is a... Uh, I'm sure the song tests really well. I'm sure if we were to do some sort of a call-out hook test with this right now, it'd be off the charts. All right. Well, I'll like, find all right. Uh, the Rick Emerson show will continue uh, around the corner. We have more news from Tim Riley on the way, and don't forget, coming up at nine o'clock, following the Rick Emerson show. It is smells like the nineties at nine—a solid hour of rock from the nineties, featuring everything from A for Alice to Z for Zombie. That is hosted by Buzz today, nine o'clock. Following this, the Rick Emerson show on Rock One Hundred One K UFO.
2: Cleansing the palate. Fantastic. That's wonderful. So when it's, when it's, when it's, when
3: it's, Am I being punished for something here? Is this? Can't believe you forgot this one. Oh, from the on hold songs.
2: This is like the ultimate on hold song. Tim, can you hit the post here? No, it's too late in the program for it. Oh, come on, it's Rock One Hundred One KUFO.
3: You're on five five. Oh. Right. Well, let's pretend that worked.
2: That was flawless again.
3: It, it worked for both of us. Don't touch that arrow. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Rock One Hundred One KUFO. Can't you tell? 503 Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Katie Darrell from TMZ.com and from the San Diego Zoo, Joan Embry. <laughs> I am Rick Emerson alongside Sarah X. Dillon and Tim Riley. I don't think we did our actual introductions this morning, and I'm not going to do it again now because we can't get into a thing where I take the beginning of the show and keep sticking it at the back. We'll, we'll get our groove. I'm just saying, you know what I did this morning? I can actually. Can, uh, I'll, what a terrible song. This may, in fact, be the worst thing ever recorded that's not a Steely Dan song. I mean, Steely Dan is sort of like that jersey's hanging in the rafters, Steely Dan. I mean, Steely Dan is actually the worst noise of any kind uh, a- at all that has ever existed. I but
4: remember th- having to play this three times per show.
3: Baker Street? Yeah. Just every time, just uh, closer to a nervous collapse. Yeah. Sitting there weeping into your coffee at 3 a.m., wondering why you picked radio. Maybe the- <laughs> I'll accidentally bulk this car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it, though. I don't know. Do uh, my credit? I don't know what happened. It was just a swish, swish, swish noise on the cart when I play it back. It's very confusing, Bob. Uh, I meant to ruin my watch. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to bulk all my Visa cards. Good God Almighty. Uh, Just real quickly, though, I should say that I did this stupid thing very early this morning. And by early, I mean like 4.30 before we came out of the air. Because we used to do a midday show, and now we're doing a morning show. And I was trying to sort of adjust my caffeine intake schedule accordingly. And I kind of postponed having my coffee this morning. So I think in the early part of today's show, that's why I was sure sort of frogger, and it wasn't really making a whole lot of sense. I uh, I think I've learned that I can no longer forestall the caffeine consumption. It's got to just happen as soon as I like, get
2: No, a morning. fabulous listener, Michael, gave me one of those ones that um, has an alarm clock on it, so it can start making your coffee in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm totally going to do that, because by the time I get to work, like I'm falling asleep while I'm driving. That's
3: good. Yeah. You're falling asleep on the way here. Tim revealed the other day he's falling asleep on the way home.
4: Well, I found out that I can drive home with just one eye shut. That's fair. And my other eye always
3: tries to talk me into, you know... You can drive with one eye shut. Why don't you try this one at the same time? You know, Tim. <laughs> you know you can, can do, do, do this and sleep do at the it. same time. You know, Jan Barry thought he could drive with one eye shut, Tim. Now, both eyes are shut. Oh, yeah. Forever. Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. And before both eyes were shut, kind of his mouth was open most of the time. In sort of a slack jaw drooling kind of a way.
4: Well, here's a bad way to wake up. Happened early this morning in the Coover around 1245. A Vancouver homeowner had to wrestle a bleeding naked intruder who smashed the window. The guy called his wife, called the police, honey. The husband was sleeping in the home when he heard bang on the window. He went home. He went downstairs and found a bleeding naked man had broken the window's glass. The first officer arrived within minutes and arrested 20-year-old Anthony Frazier. They didn't know the guy before he broke in and... Well, he tried to wrestle him naked and bleeding.
0: Frazier. I barely knew her.
4: Meanwhile, uh, let's see, I had something else here. what do I do with that? Oh, uh, Don Amos is complaining that he has uh, uh, cancer. But well, they,
3: they're predicting that. Complaining uh, really is probably the, uh, the operative word there. Um, they can treat it, so they can cure it. That's what they're telling me. You have cancer of the hate?
5: She wanted to take the arrow out, and I told her, no, leave it alone, because they said leave it alone. That would be even worse. Olga,
3: don't touch that arrow. That was it. the lady uh, hit by the arrow in New York. And had
4: the black tip and the yellow
3: feathers. Apparently, by the way, she was, in fact, walking down the street. She wasn't in the back of a car. So we were trying to figure out the peculiar physics of this arrow strike, and I guess her friend was in the car. She was walking down the street. No one knows from where the arrow came. It just sort of it flew through the air with the greatest of ease. Ooh, right into your sternum. So, all right. Then Barney Frank
1: is complaining about all the money being wasted by AIG. Who said at at what point we're going to give these bonuses no matter what? And I do think it's inappropriate for those people to stay in power with that company.
4: Meanwhile, uh, Dick Cheney is back on the uh, talk show rounds.
0: I'm uh, seriously interested in writing about my 40 years in in, uh, Washington and uh, all kinds of different jobs. And I think that's uh, how I'll spend the bulk of my time in the next few months.
3: Good God, that and terrifying all the neighborhood children. He just—he seems like a sort of political dementor. Just seems like a guy that lurches around in sort of a sooty, black-stained robe, kind of sucking all the joy and humor and life and vitality out of everything he touches. But in a way that, like, in a way that he'd be really happy about. Like with sort of a zestful kind of gleam in his eye and a smile on his face. By the way, uh, people who are playing the home game should know that during the last uh, break, I believe it was, Sarah was noting that because she didn't have a lot of makeup on this morning because we come in early and eff it, who cares. Sarah said, I'm glad I don't have much makeup on so, quote, I can itch my eyes. And, <laughs> Seriously, quote, my
2: allergies are starting to kick in and my eyes are really itchy. Right? And you don't know what it's like to be a lady and have to wear like eyeliner and mascara and no, stuff. But, it gets everywhere. But
3: do you understand what I'm seizing on here? It's this particular phraseology you're using. The verbiage of, quote, so I can itch my eyes.
2: I just don't see what's so weird about that.
3: Because you're not itching your eyes, you're scratching your eyes.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah.
3: That's what I'm saying. There you go. Rube.
2: <laughs> you know what? It's 8:50. I've been up since 3:30 in the morning. I'm just
3: making the observation.
2: I don't do
4: there's no more liners for
3: us to cut today after we get off the air.
2: Isn't that great that we can always blame our deliriousness on being stupid? Sure.
3: I'm sure that'll walk with CBS too. <laughs> yeah. What about these abysmal ratings? No, no, no. It's uh, no. no, no, no morning. We were no. We were tired. No, it's going to come around. though. No. I'm sure Les Moonves will. By the way, I have to just say real quickly, Les Moonves called you. No, 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 no. That's never going to happen. The Les Moonves. Les Moonves would not recognize me if I were bleeding to death on his front lawn. He wouldn't notice me. But my brother, James, sent me the greatest thing uh, when we got, you know, when we moved from middays to here. Because one of the phrases we use really often on this program, and it comes from Season 5 of The Wire, is that we're doing, less, uh, doing more with less. That's the phrase we use so much, doing more with less. And I can't believe that nobody else came up with this, and then I myself didn't come up with it. My brother sent me a coffee mug, and it, it has a picture of Les Moonves in the middle of it. And it's bracketed by the phrase, the Rick Emerson show. Doing more with less, L-E-S. And there's just a big picture of less moon oh. It's like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to make a series of T-shirts. That's going to be right next to my, uh, in my cafe press store at rickemerson.com. That's going to be right next to the shirt I sell that says uh, Chris Brown is no Ike Turner. And some right next to each other. Because it's true. All right. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. It is Rock 101 KUFO. The saddest part of the broadcasting day. The final segment of the Rick Emerson Radio Extravaganza here on Rock 101. KUFO, don't forget, coming up at 9. Following the Rick Emerson Show it is a solid hour of Rock for the 90s. Yes, it smells like the 90s at 9. Featuring everything from Alice in Chains to Zombie.
2: And I'm looking at the list right now. I can see what's coming up in the log. It's really good. Are yeah, they going to play Under My Skin by Dandelion? You know, I don't see that in there, but you never know. That's I bet they take believe. requests. I should
3: uh, I should just bring in uh, crap that no one wants to hear ever again. That is in like I, at home. That I have be this a great show. I have this whole box. <laughs> I have this whole box of promo CDs that I got sent to me back in the 90s when I was a rock DJ uh, the first time around. Uh, and it, it's just like bands that were there for just a blink of an eye that everybody has forgotten about, and rightfully so. I might add. We were uh, Paddock and I were talking to somebody who he does a uh, he has a rock station in I think Wisconsin. And they do this fantastic bit, like from 11 to, I don't know, like 11.15 every night. And it's just called, like, Crap Requests That We're Not Going to Play. And they take all the bad... Like a montage? Yes, it's all the bad songs that are requested throughout the day, and they play like 10 seconds each. And then they just run it like in a solid, you know, like, you know, for a solid 5, 10 minutes or something at night. It's pretty genius. All right. Tim Riley, what were the big headlines from today? Well, the biggest story of all would have to be that models are being
4: squished in New York. Followed by OSP looking for the driver of a wrecked car who left his injured friend behind and hitchhiked off the scene. Well done. And a New York woman is in stable condition after being shot with an arrow.
3: There you go, kids. And knowing is half the battle. Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for Rock 101, KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phone's Richie Bristol, the gatekeeper. Dave's in. the webmistress is Bridget from upstairs. And, of course, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, the newly returned... Susan, don't F with me. Reynolds, executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Uh, stay tuned The 90s at 9. Coming up next, thank you for listening. Be safe and watch out for snakes, kids. I'm Rick Emerson. We'll see you all tomorrow at 5 a.m. And that is The Frequency. Kenneth, good day to you, sir. I said good day.
4: Listen to The Rick Emerson Show, mornings on Rock k UFO.